Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Welcome to the best of Suggestible 2021. 2021! We hope you're having a good 2022. Uh, I just want everybody to know that uh, we already recorded an intro and outro. Oh, Dad, for why this. are you no, showing no, I'm behind telling, the I'm curtain? telling everybody that you had an amazing framing device, <laughs> that you'd prepared something because no. Nick Mason does a similar thing for the Weekly Planet, but it was so good and so immersive, we didn't want people to think that that, uh, that the fabric of space and time had been torn and they'd stumbled <laughs> into a different reality. So, look, for the sake of that, for the sake of clear headspace, we're going to omit that from this year. But just know, Claire, you're going to have a full year to come up with another framing device for next year's. <laughs> I'm going to forget again. I'm going to forget every year because I'm slowly aging and operating at 10%. Well, just put it, write it in your diary or get get All a, right, get a okay. tattoo like the Memento uh, movie, Guy Pearce. Once upon a time in a land far, far away, there were two old people sitting in a room no, talking this is, to this each isn't, other. No, this isn't anything. I'm going to give you a year, all right? I'm going to give you a year. Pass me my spectacles, this she said. No, not good. And they turned on the microphone. And they turned on the microphone. And mic- slowly weeped for a whole year. What is this? <laughs> what are you doing? Anyway, thank you to All Raw I'm Collins. All I'm saying is I'm feeling old. It's true. Thank you to Raw Collins for the edit. We'll be back at the end. We will. Merry Happy New Year's. Happy New Year. Bing bong. <laughs> Why are you looking at me like that? Just having a good time. <laughs> Should we tell the listeners what's happened today? Sure. James has got a haircut. Glad hates it. <laughs> no, Can't even hide the absolute disdain. <laughs> Thank you. That's why I started to do my big bongs and then you looked at me and started laughing because I now I all I can see is the haircut over the microphone. It's got a. It's very. It's very swooshy, isn't it's it? It's ve- no. It's not even sw- okay. Let's not talk about it. You'll get very offended. Okay, I do. You get look like my triggered. great uncle, Auntie Mildred. Thank you. <laughs> It is a big beehive, do yeah. There's a lot of there's a lot of weight at the back of it. Like, like there's here. quite a lot of yeah. That's my head. Okay, That's just like the the back of my bulbous head. All right, <laughs> looks good. I don't believe you. <laughs> Hello, Bing Bong. Hello, it is Claire here. James is here also. We are married, and we recommend you things to watch, read, and listen to. That's right. <laughs> That's right. We do. You have to look at this for months, Claire. You don't have a choice. <laughs> This is the world. Did you think you were going to quell your laughter by holding your nose? Because that did the opposite. (laughs) Okay, okay, I've got it together. Colleagues, you can edit some of these laughs. Okay, okay, I can keep, I can hold it. (laughs) Do you want me to wear a hat? Do you have a fedora or perhaps a bonnet to fit over your big? (laughs) This this is almost as bad as that time when you got your hair dyed and it was all black and shiny. That was a trick. And it had like a bob. You had like a full-on bob. That was a trick. And you picked me me up in your old car at the front of my mum and dad's house. And I'm like, I know. And you looked at me and you were like, huh? And I was like, oh, no. No, I wasn't. I was like, oh, no. And actually because that (laughs) night I didn't have time. I went home and I just shaved my head. 
right, let's get started. Let's get on started. This All right, festival. we do. We don't just laugh at each other's haircuts. No, we do. We do just a little. Anyway, we recommend you stuff, and you can go first this week, Buffonti Buffy. Thank you. I just <laughs> want to quickly mention that. Um, yes. Are you going to be? Are you, you going to be okay? Are you going to be I okay? Just, just that because over the top of the microphone, all I can see is your hair moving up and down because <laughs> it's so buffonty. They put a lot of product in it to like make it extra buffonty on top. There's a little bit of volume in it, Claire. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> Anywho, should I slick go, it down? I don't know. I don't know what you could do with it. Mm. I don't know. Maybe you could get, I don't know, some hair oil. Some hair oil. Maybe you could get some old-fashioned mousse. Oh, maybe from I will. The chemist. Anyway, can I continue, please? Yes, you, you are. I'm, an, I'm a professional podcaster. Get up, don't look directly at me. <laughs> All right, I'll look. I'll look away from you to quell my laughter. Everything is final and normal. You're yep. a normal man with a normal <laughs> haircut, <laughs> and everything is. What about if I do this? <laughs> he's fancy. He's had over to our listeners, and this he's is little... a very odd haircut. I'm just like. Oh. <laughs> Bing bong, bing bong, bing bong. Certainly is. It's only that time of week again. <laughs> Here we are. Here we meet again. That's right. In the in a small room at the back of a suburban home. That's right. We don't talk during the week. We save it all up. We ignore ourselves, each other, and ourselves, and we get our kids <laughs> to park, pass messages to each other in we a do. very passive-aggressive way. Anyway, do you know what we're doing this week on Suggestible, the show where we release things? No, I don't. What? Tell me. Tell well, me. I've got a bunch of things. I want to talk about Ted Lasso. I want to talk about a very small little documentary, and I want to talk about a very special piece of writing here <laughs> that I've got from <laughs> oh, a no. one oh, young Claire Tonti, which you unearthed oh, from 1996. <laughs> and I'm like, are you sure you want me to read this? And you're like, definitely. And I'm like, all right. I no, I'm not sure anymore. Well, Nelly. if you're not sure, let's save it. Let's sit on it for a week. But no, just... it's here now. It, no, it's here. Well, let's just get to the end yeah. of the show. What are you talking and about? And I'll see Tom? if I can do it. Because I unearthed it from a box when I was cleaning out in the cupboard. And I haven't stopped thinking about it since because it's making me laugh so much. Yeah, it's like it's weirdly optimistic and sad. It's just got it's got it all. <laughs> I'm like 11, like 10. I'm so serious. It's so serious. It's such a, it's it sounds totally... like a suicide note. <laughs> no. All right. Okay. Do you want me to give people a taste? Oh, so God. This oh, is a God. Uh, piece of writing that Claire wrote oh, in 1996. I don't think I could do it. No. Life, life is a lot. <laughs> life is like, sorry. Okay. Oh. Hold on. Context. I was like 11. Yeah. 10. Oh, this is better than anything I've ever written. So, I'm, yeah, no shade. <laughs> the handwriting's pretty good. It's, it's pretty in, good. like the, one of those um, pens with different colors. I hate how you've changed the hand, the pen color every line. <laughs> Life is like a lot of closed doors and you have to pick the one <laughs> you want and work for the key. One of the doors I would like to open is the door with a published book behind it. I would like to be a writer and a poet. <laughs> Writing a story to a I'm just going to read this. Writing a story to a human would be like singing a song for a bird. It's true. Is it? Hey, bird. Hey, bird. I'm, stay still. I'm going to sing a song at you. Uh, explaining how you feel, creating other people's emotions, and, keep all peop- and keeping people listening or looking with admiration or excitement. It's true. That's not inaccurate. Another door I'd like to open is education. Being a teacher would be pretty hard, but never really boring. Disagree. Um, (laughs) 
It is boring sometimes, but it is hard. Helping others to take on life with confidence must be one of the greatest feelings in the world. That's not inaccurate, actually. You know, when you see a kid get a thing or they get through school and you're like, I slightly contributed to that kid. Yeah. Yeah. I t- look, okay, this kid, okay, I really love this kid. I don't, I, I can't really remember being this kid, but I, what I, I, Such a nerd. I just really understand why I didn't have any friends in front of me. You had friends. I was such an old soul. I'm older and wiser in this piece of writing than I am You're now. You're way sillier now. And I think I might have broken you and your brain or something. But like what kind of kid sits down around? Anyway. I bet oh. they were like talk about the things that you want to be when you're older. Yeah, I know. I love old libraries and books. So maybe when I'm older, a lot older. I may become a librarian. I don't know whether I want to get married or not. See how that pans out. I suppose it depends who I meet and when I meet them. I love to act, sing and dance. Oh my God. This is this bit it's is grim. Worse. This it's bit makes me worse. go, oh. I I love to act, sing and dance, but I don't think I'll ever get the chance to perform. I like to <laughs> <laughs> I like to dream that one day I might be on stage acting as the star. And to be fair, you have done that. You have done like musical theatre and theatre in general with like, you know, lead roles. Even even though in reality. Doesn't matter. Even though in reality, I know that that is not where my talents lie. Fuck, that is so like self-aware. And also like debilitating. I think it would be cool to try. Some kids are like, I'm going to play in the AFL. That's Australian football. I'm going to be a sports star. You know how many, it's weird because as a kid, it's like there's so many people like, I'm going to be a rock star. I'm going to be, I'm going to play, I'm going to play up in the NBA. I don't know a single person who has achieved any of their goals. That's a fact. And I think it's like maybe a, maybe a byproduct of our time that we grew up in or whatever. I don't know, but like. That we were told we could be anything. Yeah, it's just not true. And I don't be. mean to like step on anybody's dreams. Well, I, this is what I have to say, this kid writing this. She's very self-aware. I think so. That's and look, I'm you've done a lot of these things. <laughs> I remember you singing a song for a bird. <laughs> no, James. No. Get it right. <laughs> writing. Writing. A Sorry, story hum- to a, a human, human would be like, like singing a song <laughs> for a bird. <laughs> this should be in the loo. <laughs> <laughs> I'm an that's, that's not actually true that I, I do know people who have achieved things that they wanted to achieve. <sighs> I just yeah, I just think as a kid, if you're like, I want to play in the NBA, and it's like, yeah, if you're fucking seven feet tall, maybe you can play in the NBA. <laughs> Imagine if you're getting this on your desk as a student and you're just reading kids being like, I want to be a football player. I'd like to be a transformer one day. <laughs> I think I might like to be a ballerina. But I actually don't have the ability. <laughs> no, but then they're reading this. Oh, right, like, yeah. It's like the manifesto of a 55-year-old cat lady. Yeah, it seems like, yeah, it's more like regret for things that you <laughs> won't do. It's me doing um, my talents lie. I like libraries and old books. Who doesn't like libraries? There's something really cool about that. Even though in reality I know that, that is not where my talents talents lie. <laughs> Jesus. I think it would be cool to travel overseas. The countries I would like to visit are Ireland, France, and America. You've well, done that I and have. beyond. Correct. Yeah. Uh, last bit. My hopes and dreams will change 
in time as I learn to understand more about my life. So true. Man, this is great. If I wrote this, I would never want somebody to read this out. <laughs> But thank you for sharing that. I thoroughly enjoyed that. When I read that, it took me like 15 minutes to read it because I was just like dying. It's like such a roller coaster of emotion. It's very well written. Like, honestly, if I got this as a teacher, I'd be like, fuck, this is like pretty good and grim. I think this is why the teachers really always really liked me a lot, but none of the kids did. Nah, I bet the teachers didn't like you that much. Yeah, I bet they didn't either. Yeah. Can I tell you about my recommendation? I'm now? interested. I'm very interested. All right. This, okay. So, uh, listeners might be familiar with the author Leanne Moriarty. Yes. Now she is Australian and super famous for you know every book she's ever written, basically going a bit bonkers and bananas, and everyone adores her writing. Mm-hmm. She is the author of things like Big Little Lies and Nine Perfect Strangers, both of which have been turned by Reese Witherspoon into like big blockbuster TV shows that everyone with bloody Nicole loves. Kidman. With Nicole Kidman, exactly right. So. I knew when a new Moriarty book was coming out that it would be right up my alley and I couldn't wait to get my hot little mitts on it. And you knew it was big business. I did, I did. And this particular book, the first few chapters I was like, do I like this? I'm not sure. I hope you hit her up in an email. Liam Moriarty, I'm a few chapters into your book and quite frankly it's very unimpressive. <laughs> no, but it does that thing where as you get into it, it suddenly grabs you by the horns and now I'd, all I want to do is sit by myself and read it. Mm. Take it everywhere with me because I'm like into that point in the book. All I want to do is just sit by myself. That's it. (laughs) That's your goal in life. Just quickly, we we, we might have an afternoon to ourselves tomorrow without the kids. So one of your options was what if we just drive somewhere and just sleep in the car? (laughs) I'm like, this is pretty good actually. (laughs) We'll sleep and put the seats back. I was not even joking. Put the seats back, you know what I mean, and then fall asleep in the car. No, it was literally (laughs) It was fall asleep in the car. Is that it a was, metaphor? No, it wasn't like go put your spidey suit on and let's uh, get busy. Which, by the way, <laughs> I just want to clarify, it's just not my thing at all. Like dressing up in a superhero outfit and just like any of that. It's just I think it would ruin both things for me if I'm honest. But anyway, sorry, go on. That was like when, and it was a wonderful zine, there was that sponsor reached out to us that you declined for this very reason, <laughs> who did Star Wars Cabaret and they put on like oh, big yeah. sexy shows with like the costume designers very from impressive. the movies. So amazing costume designers, but there would be like dancers dressed as like Boba Fett or dancers dressed as like Chewbacca. So they'd sexy be like Chewbacca sexy or Chewbacca's or whatever, sexy droids, and yeah. you would just like, no. I'm not into it. No, I can't look at it. And it was weird. It was you have this like visceral reaction. I feel like it's because you feel like if you saw it, those two worlds colliding, it just would do something to your Star brain. Star Wars is like all those things that they're very non-sexual to me. And I know there is like a massive fat element that like what about that Princess Leia? Yeah, her it's golden not. It's not I don't know. It's just not. It's, I've never seen it that way. I don't see any of it that way. It's a weird, dirty universe. Not in a good way. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, you mean as in sandy like gr- and uncomfortable? Like a grimy, everything's, everyone's got a grimy spaceship and like a <laughs> like a jumpsuit that's covered in oil. And I'm just like, I don't like this place. It sucks. <laughs> it's not, it's not for yeah. you. Anyway, sorry, go on. No, exactly. You there's, like a, there's a big slug sitting there and I'm like, that's pretty distracting. <laughs> like she's in the gold bikini, but there's a giant slug and he's just like, because that's all I'd be looking at. I'd be like, fuck, that guy's going to swap me with his tail. He's is it because it seems stressful? It's like, a very stressful universe. <laughs> like yes, it, would it be is. Quite stressful to get into some business. 
no, like, no, I just, Star Wars just in general, it's like it's stressful and confusing, and it's like, like the units of measurement are strange. Like it's like a parsec. <laughs> why is that relevant? Because it's like there's this thing about this is way off topic. There's this thing of like, uh, there's this passing line in the first Star Wars where Han Solo says something like, "It's this, my ship did the Kessel Run in less than nine parsecs," and a parsec in like in our world is like a is like a measurement of like distance. But in the Star Wars universe, I'm like, so it did nine parsecs in less than nine measurements of distance? Like, what do you mean? What does that what does that mean? And it's just, I don't like it. And like if you look at like a panel of a ship, there's no like display screens. It's just it's just different colored buttons. And I'm like, what does any of this do? None of this is labeled. There's no screen. Like it's just it's so, very stressful. So what you're saying is all of that stuff, while not sexual at all, also would get you out of the mood because you're too worried it's about measurements and buttons. Like when they go to their <laughs> ship and like the door opens of their ship, I'm like, he didn't even press anything. <laughs> like how did it open? Is it, he doesn't have a key. Did he put his hand in his pockets and like, like has he got like some kind of device on him that it registers when he's close? Can you just walk up to any ship? And when they go to like the cockpit, they don't put a key in. They just hit one of the buttons and it just like, fires up but it's confusing so what you're saying is in princess leia and i'm not in this universe ps princess leia's there in a sexy bikini and she's like "Ooh, james let's go for it and you're like no i'm busy it's all very confusing work out the ship i can't can't work out the ship and she's like yeah but come on it's quiet you're covered you're like, in, no you're covered in like slug grease i'm, I'm not interested <laughs> this is not my thing all right, good to know. Anyway. I don't know how we got there. So uh, the book. Stupid universe. <laughs> so go on. <laughs> so stupid. Okay, I just I just find that so funny that that's how your brain works. Yeah, stressful. Actually, you know what's quite interesting about this? I did was listening to a podcast the other day that was talking about the barriers to sex for women, basically. Okay, sure. And one of them is exactly that. The mental like load. Like... No, it's it's because that's why hotel rooms are better. Because for women, and this is such a big generalization, or for the partner who does the bulk of the domestic stuff, there is nothing less sexy than thinking about your dishes and the oh, floors dirty, okay, and you've sure, got to yeah, apply yeah. that thing, and you've got to clean the bathroom, and like all of that stuff. Which is why, like a clean, calm room, and someone doing the dishes is actually like foreplay Ooh. for a lot of women. So if you like went to the bedroom and like you whipped back the sheets and there was just a pile of dirty dishes in there, <laughs> that for you would not be like I mean, appealing. I thought you were genuinely going to say, and the sheets had been changed. No, no, and I a, would just fall over. It's just, a yeah. pl- just like plates and one of them's like chipped. <laughs> so that like there is a chip in the bed somewhere, even if you took the plates out, there'd be just like a bit of ceramic in there. <laughs> To roll on to anyway, so what, anyway, Liam Moriarty. How we got into that, but that's a heads up, a Christmas present for anyone out there. Bloody do some chores, and you never know what might happen. Yeah, all right. So, anyway, anyway, you can go first this week. Oh my god, I would love to go first because what I've looked at this week is uh, I went and saw uh, Raya and the Last Dragon. I went to a Disney premiere Claire, Ooh, with our son. That. I did, I took him along. And uh, the whole way he was like, why aren't we there yet? And I'm like, because we're driving there. And then we got there, we had to line up. And he's like, why are we lining up? And I'm like, because we've got to go inside. And then when we got inside, you know, they give you a, they give you a popcorn and a free drink at these premieres oh sometimes. Oh, my goodness. And then he's like, why are we standing at the front? And I'm like, this process, we can't just walk in. There's like several <laughs> steps. 
ended up, but he's like, ah! But anyway, he really liked it. Um, basically, the, the, it was a world where, I'm going to explain this badly, but there was a world where there was dragons, right? And the dragons had to, they did this thing where they, they got rid of <laughs> all the dark. Why are you doing that squished up old man face I've got my hands do. in the air because I'm, I'm trying to picture it in my mind. So there was too many, dra- there was a lot of dragons, they were good dragons, they were protecting the, the kingdom of where they lived, right? But then there was like these dark globby forces kind of take take things over. So the dragons like managed to draw drive them back, but in doing so, the dragons themselves were eliminated. So there's only one dragon left, and that dragon used like this dragon gemstone to. to but then the dragon, <laughs> then it's like 500 years later, but the kingdom's been divided, right? This feels into very different, complicated. Yeah, it is a bit complicated. So that yeah, so the kingdom it, it, it's divided now 500 years ago, and and the, they're like, and then the crystal gets shattered. They're like, oh no, the crystal gets shattered, and then all the darkness comes out of the earth, and it's like, la, 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 la. and they, this girl called Raya has to like unite the pieces of the crystal because the the, the googly monsters when they touch people they turn them to stone and so everybody's been turned to stone and she has to go through the kingdoms and like meet people on the way and uh, find the last dragon and also bring the crystal back together and every time the dragon touches the crystal it gives it a brand new dragon power and it's about like friendships and trust and unity and magic and mostly about like it's mostly about friends it's mostly about trusting people and basically like you're different than me but hey let's let's work together let's put aside our differences for a common good it's a pretty solid And it seems like it's, it's good for, like, 37-year-old men too. Yeah, and there's a dragon you and, then, and there's a crystal and the crystal is bright and there's kingdoms and the kingdoms, but they need to I bring the kingdoms together. Flash, and flash the kingdoms. of memory. <laughs> when we first started dating and you would tell me things about movies and I would just sit there in awe, just, like, nodding along. And <laughs> in awe? Like, or you're like, he knows so much about movies. I, and now is, I'm like, yeah. <laughs> You're probably like, he's so knowledgeable. What else does he know? <laughs> nothing. <laughs> Literally nothing. No plenty. <laughs> All right, so my first kind of one that is terrible is a show called Colony on Netflix. Oh, yeah, what's that? Okay, so I w- started watching it because I thought it would be right up your alley and I just felt like watching a post-apocalyptic kind of movie with aliens sort of vibe. I feel like this is a thing I looked at and then went, nah. Yeah, so it's only three seasons. They cancelled it after three seasons. So I've only got through like the first first half of the first season. Oh, my God, that guy from Lost or whatever. Mm. So, it's a, yeah, exactly. It's a TV series and it's basically set after an alien invasion of the Red Hats, whoever they are. But it's about insulin? What? Oh, no, that's up. That's episode. Sorry, you, anyway, James go on. James is going to tell me about the show that I want it Anyway, so basically from what I can tell, <laughs> it's about a family of four. Um, it's on mute, so I can't hear what's happening, but they seem very distressed about something. <laughs> no, sorry, go on. Can I, can I, goddamn, explain my own show? You made the show? Yeah. Should anyway, have made a no. better show. Look, no, it's, it's not very good. <laughs> <laughs> However, I kind of was watching it and got kind of into it. Yeah. What's, what is interesting, and this is a tiny spoiler, the husband in this is like an ex sort of CIA kind of guy. They always are. Yeah. I don't, I'm not in their life anymore. Yeah, I exactly. And they fa- basically, yeah. And that wife's like, you, you told me you'd given it up. Because like, what am I supposed to do for my, for my family? This is what I do Yeah, because basically they threaten him and they say, if you don't do this, then we will um, not like help you to find your son and your family will be in danger or something. Oh, what am I supposed to do? You'll get all taken to the factory. So he has to go and help the, them actually fight. The re- There's a group of people who are like the resistance. I'm the best at what, he, what I yeah, do. Yeah, and he, this ex-CIA guy has, is, in, is charged with taking down the resistance group. Wow. Twist, his wife is part of the resistance. Oh, my God, does he know? <laughs> no, not initially. I don't know Man. if they find out. I think she does. 
how could you compromise us like this? You should know we're better than anybody that I always stand up for the right. This goes against everything. My, don't you know my job is dangerous? I'm, I'm the CIA. I feel like you've watched a lot of shows like this, James. Have, yeah. Anyway. I'm going to be honest with you. Yeah. I hate everything about this thing that you said. <laughs> Sounds boring and generic. Look. And it's not. just like a show that. So either it's on for like a season or it goes for 10 years and you're like, shit, that went for 10 years, but three years apparently well, this one. I did get into it for a little bit. But what lost me on it actually uh, was how boring it was. Well, that was <laughs> In the end. No, I don't know. Maybe I'll watch a little bit more of it and I'll mm. see. But it does just feel like a bad version of a lot of, of these kind of films that we've seen. Like a bad version of Greenland or something. I liked Greenland. Yeah, I, I know, Greenland. but like a bad version. Anyway, mm. so that's my anti-recommendation. And wow. my, we're doing anti-recommendations now. That's no, great. No, we're not. No, because my because list I is also, crazy long for that. So No, we're not doing – no, uh, we're positive on this show. And, look, I do kind of enjoy it. And you enjoyed it. Yeah, exactly. female yeah. characters in it, there are some really great ones and the um, wife in it particularly is quite badass and great. Great. So I really enjoyed that. Terrific. Um, there is a ridiculous scene, though, where she get. I think this is what turned me off – she joins the resistance and then she ends up going on like a mission where someone gets shot and it's the first time she's ever seen someone killed. So she sees this guy get shot on the road and she's like super traumatised I know what happens. It. There's that high-pitched noise and like all the little sound drops and there's a muffled voice person going, let's get out of here or whatever. As there's a person bleeding out and then the sound goes and it comes back. And then all the pew, 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 and it starts up again. Do you know what I'm talking about? <laughs> yeah, correct. That was very close. Thanks. Accurate. I'm like, it's almost like you've watched a lot of these, James. Look, I've seen every episode, all right? <laughs> it's my favourite show of 2004, which sounds like when it was made. Look, it's not that bad. I'm enjoying it. Anyway, uh, but this is what got me because then she sees that. She gets home. Her husband doesn't know that she's like in the resistance and seen someone killed basically. And instead, like, but she gets all kind of weird and she sees him. And as soon as she sees him, she immediately decides, I know what I want to do after I've just seen someone. Sex. I knew it. Yeah. And the sex scene goes for like two minutes. Nice. And it's just, it's so ridiculous. Like, that is way, if, that's way too long. Who has sex for two <laughs> minutes? It's ridiculous. No, but there's no, it's just like this re- weird scene where yeah. like she clearly, like what woman in their right mind has been married to someone for 20 years, sees someone murdered and then immediately goes, I know what I want to do when I get home. She's supposed to take her mind off everything. Oh, God. Anyway, I don't know. It just, but like, I, I yeah. And then the end is like, what came over you? Which is like, I don't know. I just wanted to take my mind off something. He's like, it sounds to me like you're keeping secrets. <laughs> that's exactly the one he said. He's like, like, oh, I'm not complaining, but uh, that seems like, that is genuinely what he wow, said. Wow, this sound, this show sounds amazing. And that's why I've seen every episode of um, the, the the prison wall. What is the it colony. The colony. <laughs> Which is, yeah, anyway. All right. I told you this is my job. <laughs> I told you that. I'm sure he says that line. You made a promise you'd never go back to that life. Yeah, but things are different now. Ever since the war came down, our son's on, he's on the other side of the wall. Let's have sex. Two minutes, though. <laughs> All right. That's literally, yeah, because that was also what happens. He sees some terrible thing and then comes home and immediately has sex with her too. Nice. Imagine right. if they both saw terrible things at the same time. <laughs> Jesus. They put holes in each other's heads, just clashing into each other. Imagine. Mm. All right. Can I quickly do my good recommendation that I love? They just run into each other and explode. <laughs> <laughs> Their atoms merge and split. <laughs> the whole town is eviscerated. 
Anyway, sorry. Now, I would watch that. Me too. I totally would. Oh, and that kind of segues really well into my recommendation. This one is called Vigil. Now, it is available in Australia on Binge, but it is a BBC show, so I'm sure you can get it in lots and lots of places. There's six episodes. They're currently dropping one a week here, which is driving me bonkers because I just want to binge it. Do you want me to just Um, steal it off the internet? (laughs) No, don't tell people we do that. No, I said, do you want me to? And you say no. I say definitely not, James. And I wink and I go... I no. will. I'll steal it. I will. No, you wouldn't do that. You're not a pirate of the internet waves. It's true. But anyway, sorry. Go on. Okay. Go on. So, Suran Jones. I think that's how you say her name. Suran Jones. It stars Suran Jones. She plays DCI Amy Silver, a detective given the task in investigating the death of a naval officer on board. And stay with me with this a British submarine oh carrying nuclear weapons. Okay. Oh my so, God. on the outset, I heard the premise and I thought. I definitely don't want to watch this because I'm not that into submarine stuff. I love underwater things, but submarines I find boring because they look the same inside, right? Do you enjoy the mid-90s Kelsey Grammer-led comedy Down Periscope? (laughs) Always. I love Kelsey Grammer. I love Kramer. Not Kramer. You love Kramer? You love the guy who plays Kramer, that famously racist man? No, I don't love him. (laughs) to Michael Richards' credit, he's a, he's very good as Kramer. He's, I mean, he's also an excellent racist. Maybe he's changed. Anyway, yeah, sorry, go on. No, he's got such strange um, vertical hair. Yes, back to Vigil. So it's set on a submarine and I started watching it because I got recommended um, to me by another podcast and also it's the makers of The Line of Duty. So come on, it's yeah. going to be good. So it becomes clear very quickly that DCI Amy has experienced trauma herself and is still dealing with her past while stuck deep underwater with a very hostile crew and a captain who doesn't want her to unearth the secrets of the submarine. I'm sorry, so she, did she come on board after the murder or she's yes. there for the no, murder? No, no, after the murder. So someone is murdered. Now, they are carrying nuclear weapons on this submarine yeah. and so they have to remain completely hidden. So the submarine is kind of circling the ocean and it's just it, – its whole idea is that it doesn't exist. So because it's carrying, like, the nuclear weapons for the UK, basically. She get like, somebody come to her house and go, Mom, we have a special assignment. She goes, can't you see that it's my day off or whatever? And they're like, you don't understand. This is the most secret have thing. Seen and it? she's like, why don't you just tell me? And she's like, you better come down to the station or whatever. When she gets down there, there's a, there's a guy and he's like, listen, there's a situation. Obviously, this is very classified information, but we have a secret submarine. It's got nuclear coats on it. We need you to go down to the submarine. Find out what you can. You've only got 24 hours or something. Is, you, is that right? You nailed it. I could write television. Could. I was just really enjoying that bit. I was going to interrupt and I thought, I'm just going to see, to take this to the I could do the whole conclusion. show. <laughs> you probably could actually now you know the premise. I'll, I'll just clarify your question after you did that hilarious bit. So, I, was, I, was there a question in there? Yeah. Okay. So one of the stars of Line of Duty is actually the guy that gets murdered within the first, like, five minutes. Like the main guy. Mm. Oh. So you think that he's going to be, like, starring in the show, and I was like, ooh, excellent, I love this dude, and then he gets murdered. Yeah. Well, And initially it's like he just is found dead in his cabin. And so then it's suspicious and they can't. Yeah, I bet. Yeah, exactly. And so they send the detective down and they can only send her down because there's not a lot of room in the submarine that's very tight quarters yeah. and obviously there's not many beds and they only want her to be there for three days so she can sign off to figure out what happened and then head back up to sea, to land or whatever. But then it quickly becomes apparent that there is a lot more to this submarine and all of the kind of hostile stuff that's happening on there. And her partner 
in crime and also romantic partner, Kirsten Longacre, who is played by Rose Leslie, who people will recognise from Game of Thrones. Uh, you know nothing, John. Uh, she's no. real life also married to Kit Harrington. Yeah, well, she yeah. is. I know. Gosh, she's great. Well, she plays, so they're actually romantically involved as well mm. um, with Desai Amy, but they're also like partners investigating. And so she's doing all the investigating on land and uncovers a series of cover-ups by the Navy and MI5, which become really difficult to manage and she starts getting threatened. And I won't go into too much detail because I don't want to do spoilers, but there's espionage and intrigue and mysterious deaths. And it's just, it's really gripping. And if you want something that is like super far from being stuck in your goddamn house with yeah. your goddamn kids, though? with your goddamn husband. Stuck underwater. <laughs> yeah, I know, but it's also on land as well. Okay. And it's just, it's just, it's just a really great story. And yep. and it gets far-fetched and ridiculous in points. Do you reckon but they're going to do more than one season? It's kind of your, your run out of like, are they going to go to a different I feel like, enclosed space? Look, for the I feel next like Saran Jones is so excellent as the DCI in this that I feel like I would watch her in anything, like investigate anything. And they are, mm. they've got a really good dynamic, the two of them together. So I would love it if they made another series. It sounds good, honestly. You could just change the setting like completely. Yeah, totally. It set it in space, whatever. Yeah, exactly. You got three. You got to go to a secret space station. You got three days. Richard I can't Branson believe I said twenty four hours. I nearly said. I nearly. I di- I nearly didn't say twenty four hours because that's too short for a show. Yes, I got caught up. <laughs> you did. Well, it actually turns out that this is a little spoiler. She ends up having to stay longer than three days, and ah. she gets stuck down there, and she suffers from claustrophobia because of a part an incident that happened in her past. Yeah, and she's so- stuck in a submarine where a murder happened. <laughs> That's why you're the best person for the job. I, t- I swore I'd never do another submarine murder <laughs> investigation. <laughs> Sorry, it's so funny. It sounds good, yeah. honestly. Look, it sounds good. It's really good. good. And it, I think you would like it because you love like stuck in space dramas, right? And yeah. the submarine is kind of the same thing. That It's not it is, gravitation, yeah. but it's very close quarters with the same people that are stuck there for a set period of time and they can't leave. Mm. And because there's kind of the military involved and there's power structures and obviously also it's quite dangerous, the ship is often nearly sinking all the time for some reason. So there's always these kind of this undercurrent of like the captain of the ship being like, no, don't come here and investigate the murder. We're about to explode. And she's like, you need to give me time. I have to interview my suspects. And he's like, your suspects are saving the ship. And yeah. they're like, get her out of here. Didn't you Confine hear me? Confine her to her quarters. The submarine's about to explode. Get out of here. <laughs> yeah. Wow, incredible. Yeah, it's great. And it's it's ridiculous, but it's great. Anyway, so that's it. Sounds Vigil great. Everybody enjoy Murder Submarine on <laughs> BBC iPlayer or whatever it's on. Cool. All right, your turn. Shall um, we go to the next thing? Yes. Do you I've got one that I do that Mason brought up and I was like, oh, I was saving this for this. So I kind of didn't say much. I was like, I agree. I did enjoy that, but I'll talk about that on Suggestible. Uh-hoh. It's called The Kid Detective. Uh, it's directed by Evan Morgan. It stars Adam Brody. Hold on, hold on, hold on. Is it about a baby goat that is a detective? Uh, yeah, yes. dressed in like a little Sherlock Holmes hat with a little monocle, and he goes investigating do you mean little monocle goatee or crime. Do you mean, uh, micros- oh, I've got it wrong too. By <laughs> microscope. What's it called? Isn't it a monocle? No, oh, magnifying, mon- glass. magnifying glass. Oh, thing. yes. I thought Sherlock Holmes had a monocle. No, he's got a magnifying glass. Oh, is it tied to his face with a chain? It's not tied to your face. It's tied to your coat. So if it falls off, it doesn't hit the ground. Oh, your, is that what doesn't, you do with do you your magnifying glass? Do you think it's tied to your face? Do you think it's like pinned into your head? I've never thought about it, but yes, I think so. 
I think you might. No, I thought it was tied to like your ear. Okay, that would make sense, I guess. Yeah, like no. around your ear? When you think about it, though, it's pretty. they're pretty dumb. Like you can see why they went out of fashion. Yeah, if you really do. They're like, so how stupid. Does it, do you have to hold it up to your no, eye? No, because you kind of squint and you can like, which what? is, I know, it's ridiculous. Well, you squint and hold yeah. it in place and have to keep your face. I'm like doing the face yeah, at exactly. the moment. I wish you could but see it. But it's mostly it, just like really if you just quickly squinting. need to read something or whatever, I'd imagine. But it reminds me of like the penny farthing. It's just like fucking get rid of this. Whenever <laughs> I see someone on a penny, penny farthing, I just want to kick the fucking front wheel out of it. Whoa. Just like I just hate him. Like and anyone on a penny farthing wants to be fun? like, look, it's me. I'm on a penny farthing. I'm like, not if I kick the fucking wheel out, you won't be. <laughs> anyway, I hate it. I hate the penny farthing. What is it done to you? It's dead Nothing. for a reason. Would you rather ride a penny farthing or stick a duck in your bum? <laughs> don't take the duck in the bum <laughs> if you don't mind. What about wear a monocle or have a bionicle? Like a bi- like a Lego bionicle? Like a leg, bi- a bionic leg. No, I'd wear a monocle. Uh, right. Leg technology isn't there yet, if I'm honest. <laughs> okay, I've thought about this. Okay, I have a bone to pick with you. All right, here we go. I have a bone. This is the perfect place and for I enjoy <laughs> I enjoy talking about the seasons changing. I get really into it. You do I feel lot. like autumn is like the season where like and I this is very gendered. Women especially <laughs> go crazy for autumn. Do they? We bloody Love it. We love the shit out of it. We love the colours. We love the light. We love the, like, hot drinks and the, like, just the all the delicious, like, spiced pumpkin things and just cinnamony buns at Easter. We're just everything. We love it. We love it. The crisp, cool nights with, like, you can have, like, a trans-seasonal lovely cardi. Oh, the joy. Is that a, a cardigan? Light scarf. A cardigan you can remove the sleeves off in case it gets hot because it's autumn. No, it's just like a lighter cardigan like, because it's like crisp and cool and the like air smells 30, of like. It was like 31 on Saturday. I was like, what is smoke. going on? Yeah, I 31 know. degrees. Climate Celsius, change? Which is very, yeah, that's probably it. <laughs> yeah. probably anyway, it actually. And my bone is that I feel like you don't appreciate it when I talk about the seasons. Listen to me, Claire. The seasons can do whatever they want. We have an understanding where the seasons doesn't talk about me and I don't talk about them, all right? <laughs> the seasons isn't a fan of the work that I do. And look, to be fair, I'm probably more a fan of the seasons. But it's, you know, we have a I mutual understanding. I think the seasons loves you. I think you just ignore them for a long time. And if you had your way, you could you would live in a climate-controlled room. Yes, I would. I tell you this, though, because I, I, I didn't realise we have central heating now, which I've never had. And, oh, my God, it's an absolute game changer. And I just realised I was just cold for, like, 35 years because <laughs> my, my family had, like, growing up, they had, like, one heater in, like, the room where the TV is and then every other room of the house is just freezing. <laughs> <laughs> and that was just how I lived my life. So, yeah, I would live in a climate. I love it. It comes up through the floor. It takes like a minute to warm up and you're like, ooh. I can walk around in like in my, in my bloody jocks, mate, and I'm loving it. And I know it's, it's so bad for the environment. It's so bad, yeah. But you only have to put it on for a little bit and then you turn it off and That's it keeps true, the heat. Actually. It's not, it's not too true. bad. Yeah, yeah. Anyway, what are you recommending? Seasons. All right, excellent. No, yes, the seasons. We are the seasons. No. Um, so can I go into my next thing I would now? love to hear what you're going to say next, Claire. I It's like the season's changing and I'm like, oh, I'm so excited because I love the way the season's shift can you and the just, colours in the sky. Just, just pu- well, crisps. you're really going to hate my next recommendation Oh, then. is it a poem about the sky? <laughs> no, it's then not about, right. about the sky. It is a poem, though. <laughs> <laughs> 
And if you say poetry, I'll punch you in the <laughs> I noggin. I wasn't going to, but okay. now I'm thinking it. So I want everybody to know that I'll, no, I'm not going to say it. I'm thinking that the entire All right. time. All right. All right. It is from Mary Oliver, who is one of my favorite poets. Let's, let's, let's all listen to various poetries. God, you're so... Just this one poetry. You are so... I'm jazzing everybody up. All right. Get ready, everyone. All right. You're the And worst. in five, four... Oh, now you're going to make me feel... Three. Are you going to make me feel weird? Two and Stop a half. It. Can you just Two let me be? Oh, God. All right, you're going to hate this poem, but I'm reading Two, it for other people. One. No, I like it. I'm not thinking that thing I said I was thinking. Fine. Anyway, this is by Mary Oliver from 12 Moons, Little Brown, written in 1979. Sleeping in the forest. I thought the earth remembered me. She took me back so tenderly, arranging her dark skirts, her pockets full of lichens and seeds. I slept as never before, a stone on the riverbed. Nothing between me and the white fire of the stars. But my thoughts, and they floated, light as moths among the branches of the perfect trees. All night I heard the small kingdoms breathing around me, the insects and the birds who do their work in the darkness. All night I rose and fell, as if in water, grappling with a luminous doom. By morning I had vanished at least a dozen times into something better. Breathtaking. You're the worst. I, I enjoyed the poem, Claire. No, you don't. You don't. Is anyway, night or something. It's just. I think it's really beautiful, and there's just something about it. I just was really drawn to, which I'm always drawn to Mary Oliver's poetry because she writes a lot about the experience of being in nature and connectedness with the living world. Mm. And I think there is something really grounding about that and that her writing, because she was also a really free thinker. And just an all-round incredibly sort of strong and interesting person, but also someone that wrote about how life oh, – this is going to sound really corny. <laughs> so you're going to laugh at me. Let's do it. No, me. I'm not going to laugh. You are going to laugh. I'm going to agree with you, whatever you say, because that's what it's all about. What is happening? Who even are you? I, I don't even know who you are anymore. But life is so magic. You don't have like, the time the tiny, or the, the, to, to do things like it this, doesn't though. Have, it's like getting up in the morning and looking at the sky and you're like, skies are muted. Or maybe sleep like, in. Morning light is just so incredibly beautiful and often we can miss it. And if you miss that stuff, you miss, I think, the point of it all, you know? I guess. <laughs> Don't worry, because there are people listening to this who are loving this. They're like, oh, my God, you are speaking my language. So even though you think you're going, you think, like, that I'm, <laughs> you, you think, I know that you think that I think that I don't like this. You hate this. I don't hate it. I think it's great. Any joy you can get. It's like the essence of what the world is. It's the what essence of you and Mary Shelley's Frankenstein thinks (laughs) it is or whatever. Mary Oliver. Okay, so uh, this is actually a 32-minute short film on Netflix called Two Distant Strangers. It's been Oscar nominated. Oscar's going to be weird this year because like four movies came out last year and one of them was Bad Boys for Life, which is... uh, it's not a good series of films. People like them, but anyway, whatever. It's a, a science fiction drama film. A written, science, science fiction. fiction a science written fiction Written by uh, Tra- uh, Traven Free, who've written on The Daily Show and directed by himself and Martin Desmond Rowe. 
and it stars Joey R. Badass, but it's two, two, the two of the S's are a dollar sign, so I don't know how you say that. Badass, dollar sign, dollar sign? I don't know. I have a real problem with the word ass. Well, yeah, because it, uh, Because I don't know how to ass. say it. Do I say ass? I say ass. Ass, but that's A-R-S-E. Yes. So ass, I feel like Badass it's ass. Badass is American. Badass. 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 It just, I mean, I guess that's how we say it, but it's not how it's spelt. No. And ass is actually an animal, not a bottom. That's true. It's not a bottom. It's not a bottom. If you're thinking it's a bottom, it's not a bottom. <laughs> it's not a bottom. Uh, I like Z- saying that too. It's Zaria, really also, to Zaria Simone, and there's someone else in it who I didn't put James. in. James. Yes. James. Not a bottom. It's not a bottom. <laughs> it's not a bottom. It's not a bottom. It's not a bottom. We should, you know, it'll be a great game show. They show up with an ambiguous picture and then we're like, what's this? Is it or is it not not a bottom? And you got to guess. <laughs> and yeah, for 10 points, oh. is this not a bottom? <laughs> That's correct. So that is not what a bottom. What other things would look like a bottom? Oh, mm. close I up at, Close up of an arm where you yes, squish your arm so and it looks like a bottom. Trick. Yes, yes, yes. Two so, sausages. Two sausages. Is this like a bottom? Like lined up next to each other. Is it a bottom? Well, there's that app I remember from Silicon Valley where it could tell you what a hot, whether something was a hot dog or not. So you oh. hold it over something and it would tell you whether it's – so you could do that for bottoms. It'd be like it's an app called Not a Bottom. <laughs> it tells Genius. you whether or not something is a bottom That's or not. That's it. We're going to make our millions and retire, James. That's true. Uh, <laughs> on Not a Bottom. Anyway, it's about a – You write a book called Not a Bottom. Mm. Not a Bottom. Not a Bottom. All right. Good stuff. Um, I could probably squeeze in a quick one if you want yes. as well. Uh, squeeze it in. I finished up, uh, and to much popular demand, people know, people want to know about this, I'm sure, uh, the Love is Blind reunion special, <laughs> which is the only reality show that I've watched in the past two years. I think other than Love on the Spectrum, which is like a legitimately oh, good one. That's so so for those people who don't know, it was a 10-episode or 11-episode, I think it was 10-episode Netflix series where, where they, they split up the men and the women, and they went into a house and they'd go into pods and they'd talk to each other through a wall. They couldn't see each other. That's why it was called Love in Blind. Listeners, you can't see James' expression. Decide, oh, we've already talked about it in the show. We have. Uh, they had to decide whether they would get married without seeing each other. And the ones who decided then they would come out of the pods and then they'd kind of go and they'd go all the way up to when they'd get married and they'd all get dressed up and they'd stand on the altar with all their families and then they'd decide on the spot whether or not they were going to marry the other person or break their heart. It was fucking hilarious. Anyway, there's no, it wasn't really. Oh, it some of terrible. it was tragic, some of it was funny, some of them it's just like, why are you doing this? This is a terrible idea. You, you should... started watching it and you were like, why am I watching this? And you watched the whole thing. I watched season. the whole thing. Anyway, so I, I didn't realize there was a reunion special. So this one, you're catching up with a couple, some you, some you love, some, some you don't love, <laughs> some you know, some are together and you're just like, what is this? Why are you guys still together? It's been two years, you clearly hate each other. What the fuck is going on? Um, some of them who, like, are now single, you kind of see how they're going and some are, like, doing better than others and still, and you know, still kind of out there and putting themselves out there and, and whatever. And there's just – there's one couple in particular that's just like, what is this? And it's this – this guy's an absolute buffoon. And the woman that, that he's dating is also, like, she's a real, like, firecracker as well. And they clearly they just they just don't mesh. They've got this real, like, love-hate kind of situation. He's kind of a dope and she's, like, really fiery. And the, one of the first things he says was, is like, yes, yeah, so I've been, you know, really looking after myself now. And now, now I like take care of my hygiene. And I'm like, what the fuck is happening? He's like, he's like 32 years old. And then he's going through like his skincare regime or whatever. And he brings like a different woman to the reunion party as, the, as opposed to the woman that he was dating. And, and then so there's this big blowout and the woman he brought is like, why would you bring me to this? What is wrong with you? He's like, I thought we were friends or whatever. And she's like, what? 
no, what, why do you think I'm here? And it, it was really funny. And I'm like, oh, I want to see this guy again every day for the rest of my life. Um, it's hilarious. He just looks like a, he looks like an anvil. Just kind of walking around like, what doesn't she like me? Because you're stupid. You do stupid things. So you're a stupid person. That's so mean. Yeah. Uh, does it bother you that they like choose people and play on their mental health? In order yeah, to but that, you know what? Television. There's like there's a couple of couples, like one in particular, who's like these guys legitimately seem like they like each other, Aww. which is nice. You know what I mean? Yeah. And every other person who's in the game show is just like staring at them, just like these fucking people. <laughs> <laughs> like they like each other and they look happy. Yeah, oh, no. but they look like legitimately happy. Like it's yeah. really it's quite nice. See, um, so there's one out of like. 40, however many were in it. Wow. All right, but you recommended it? No, don't watch it. (laughs) Do you know what I realised? This is unsurprisingly what I love about reality TV because I don't watch a lot of it at all. I don't really get it. Mm. When I do like it, it's because it's hopeful and inspiring. There's a little, yeah, well, there's a little bit of that in it. Speed Cubers, I watched that. I was actually talking about oh, that today. Yeah, with a friend you were. As well. That's um, cool. Apparently, there's one on glass blowing that's really. Oh, amazing. really? Oh, glass blowing is amazing. Yeah, we, and we saw glass blowing in Venice. We somewhere. did, and they oh. like blew horses and all kinds of stuff. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you have Those your work cut out for you. Yeah, you were. Yeah, they're, they're you know Italian stallions. Big um, breath, you know yeah. what I mean. <laughs> Do you remember when we went to Venice at that particular spot, yes. 2008, yes. and I and there was this amazing Venetian glass um, <laughs> jewellery store and I snuck in there, I snuck in and I bought you a bracelet, Venetian so glass, beautiful. and then I hid it in my backpack and we carried it all around Europe and then back to London. I lived there and just before you went home I gave it to you and you are like, oh, my God, this is amazing, and then you lost it. I mean, he left it at a bar. <laughs> Anyway, I I'm just asking, still, do you remember that? I still think of it. I knew exactly what you were going to say as soon as you st- as soon as you bought the Phoenician glass, I got this like stabbing anxiety because I still remember it and I loved it so much. It was good. Beautiful round. The guy piece. helped me like distract you while I like picked oh, it out or whatever. Yeah. James. And it was probably 80 euro, which was a lot oh, then and a now. A lot of money. <laughs> Oh my god! I just am the worst with stuff like that. I just lose things so. Easily. I don't know why you took it off. I don't. I think or did it's you? Snap. It must have fallen off. Maybe you sold me a piece of crap. No, uh, I loved it so much. As I'm really horrible. Wasn't meant to being. be. Wasn't meant to be. I loved it. So, I'm like, I love you. Well, I kept you. <laughs> that's true. You had to leave something at a bar. Yes, anyway, yes, yes. not running a tight ship this week. My second recommendation is a, is a show called Mayor of Easttown. Oh. Yeah. So it's Mayor, M-A-R-E. So oh, this, this one. Is, yep, 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 yep. So this is created by Brad Inglesby and it's on HBO. It stars uh, Kate Winslet. It's really current. It only just came out in April. So Kate Winslet is a detective called Mayor and she's investigating a murder in a small town near Philadelphia. Oh. Uh, yes, correct. Kate Winslet's character is known as kind of like a local hero because she once helped their high school basketball team to win the championship with like a winning shot. Oh, yeah, but that's she, something I would do. Correct, yeah. But, but I would do a dunk. <laughs> you would. I would do a slam dunk on All the right. buzzer. Yes, okay. And they'd say three points oh. and I'd say make it ten and they'd say, All right. All right. Can I go there. on? Sorry. Can I continue? Yeah, yeah. Sorry, Kate Winslet. Kate Winslet. You've never bloody done a slam dunk in your life, mate. I'm you can't you. even bloody reach the ring. I'll <laughs> I'll wind it back down for you now that I've fixed it. I'm doing slam dunks all day. 
All day, every day. Yeah. Anyway, right, so exactly. Speaking Look, we of, we all uh, have dreams. We're doing Space Jam next week. We'll have for, dreams uh, for Caravan of Garbage. Oh, which is a bad movie. It's a bad <laughs> movie. It's not good. Anyway, sorry, go it's on. Not a shock. And she's really good in this. She's ve- plays a very different character to her usual kind of mm. character in this. But for this, she goes on a date, mm. and it's just so funny to me because she puts a little tiny bit of makeup on, like it's very little for the character, and she's immediately. Unbelievably stunning. That makes sense because she's a famous actor. <laughs> yeah, but she's just such a such a beautiful. Is everyone in the person. bar like, "Whoa, looking good, Kate Winslet"? And she's like, "Shut up! I'm just a small town girl. Don't even talk to me." <laughs> no, it's not even like that because she's not wearing heels or anything. She's wearing pants or whatever. So it's it's really supposed to be quite a downplay, mm. like what a regular person would wear if they were going on like a weeknight out for a drink with someone. But she's just it's just because she's you know naturally. Got those cheekbones. Got that look. Got that look about it like bombshell. There was a reason yeah. James Cameron cast her in the movie Titanic. Titanic 2. Titanic. There was only one Titanic. No, that's Titanic 2. It's when the boat rises back up again, I'm comes back, back together, and they all sing Rah! as skeletons on the I was I was a robot boat the whole time. <laughs> and Jack comes back and yells at Rose, why didn't you just let me on the door so I wouldn't die? And she's like, well, they did it on Mythbusters, and they worked out that I couldn't have actually saved you on the boat. They did it on Mythbusters, Jack. I'll never forget you. And she pushes him down again. I'll never forget you. Oh, God. I saw that movie four times in the cinemas. You know that what? my level of love of Leonardo you know what? DiCaprio. You know what? What? It's a what? fucking great movie. It's a great movie. Thank you. I know. It's got everything. It really it's got, is. And you know what it's got? You know, what, what are the, you know why I know it's got everything? Why? Because when I saw it at the time in the cinemas with my family, everybody got something out of it. What, you think a posh girl can't drink? You got? You think I can't drink? <laughs> oh, I love that scene out of the decks and all the Scottish things that she, like, goes up on her toes. That's right, yeah. That. Anyway, continue. What were you it's saying? crazy that boat's a robot. But... Uh, the, the, there's, they show all the, uh, the the inner workings. And my dad's, this is a very, like, dad thing to love. He's like, I love the inner workings of the Titanic. You've seen the, <laughs> the piston shifting and all those kinds of things. <laughs> and I'm like, well, I liked the action and adventure. <laughs> it's got something for it's everybody. Something for everybody. Your dad would love that. He loves steam trains. He does. Well. He's a big fan. <laughs> he really is. But it is. It's got something for everyone. It's a good movie. It's funny. The chemistry's great. It's, it's very like, well cast. Bloody amazing costume. Billy Zane. I know. I love Billy Zane. We he recently did a com- commentary for The Phantom with Billy Zane. It's not a good movie, but I love Billy oh, Zane. I like Billy Zane too. And also, I mean, it's a bad dude in this, but I also really like him. It's also like quite interesting from a historical perspective. Uh, totally. It's very accurate it's, to like they rebuild a bunch of yeah, shit. Yeah, and it's like a long movie. It's real long. But it's really great. And then the way they do the whole like sinking, sinking yeah. thing. God, it gives me vertigo. You oh, think so they're good. not going to hit the iceberg every time you watch yes. it. You know what I mean? Why is that? Don't know. Because it looks like they're not going to hit it. But they did hit it. No. Yeah. And one of my, it kind of, it scares me right to my cockles because <laughs> because one of my deepest fears is deep ocean. Yeah. Because what the fuck is in there? We don't know what's in there. It's so deep. It's just a bunch There's of so fish. many things in there. It's just a bunch of fish. Don't worry about no, it. No, they're giant fish. They're big fish and weird tentacly things. And then those weird fish with like the googly eyes that glow in the dark weirdly with like giant teeth. And then there's like a giant squid and also just 
kilometers of ocean floor that apparently there's nothing there, but of course there's stuff there. This is why you love the ocean. This is why you love the movie for the Meg for for some reason. (laughs) Even though the Meg is a bad movie. (laughs) Yeah, but it's about the megalodon, like the giant shark. Because we don't know. There's probably more megalodons there. There's no megalodons, Claire. All I'm saying is they ran out of megalodons. The way I feel about the deep ocean, it's very connected into how I feel about like the vastness of space. I feel like it's. very well, James, James Cameron has like a love. What are we doing here? It doesn't matter. He has a love of the ocean and part of the reason he made the, ti- this movie, the movie Titanic because he spent a lot of time in submarines. He loves like single-person submarines going underwater because he made The Abyss before that, which is an underwater movie. The next Avatar movies are all set underwater what? as well. Yeah. Why? He loves underwater. So He's done a bunch of documentaries about being underwater. That's where he's been. If you're like, why isn't James Cameron making movies? Because he's just been underwater for 20 years. <laughs> That's why. What's he looking at under there? I don't know. Because he made Titanic yeah. in 97. I think it was 97. And then he made Avatar in 2009. And he hasn't made anything since. Because he he's underwater. <laughs> and he's done a bunch of docks and underwater shit. That's why. Didn't he make, he made Tintin that I tried to watch. No, that was Steven Spielberg. Oh, I always confuse those dudes. Yeah. I always confuse them. But they're not the same. They're, they're different both just, men. Aren't they white bearded dudes though? Both they're both white bearded dudes. That's why yes. I confuse them because they basically look the same. Yeah. And they make big films. I should show you the alternate ending to Titanic because it's terrible. And there's a very good reason why, like, why they cut it. Was it happy? No. Okay, so I'll just I'll explain it, but everyone should watch it, right? So you know how the old woman at the end, she's on the back of the boat and she drops the, the oh, diamond yeah, and she, in? Oh, yeah, and she goes, oh. Yeah, she does yeah. that, right? I don't know why she makes that weird sound, but yes. What happens is they all run to the back of the boat because they think she's going to kill herself. They're like, don't kill yourself, Rose. Also, she looks nothing like Rose. I should have cast her better. But anyway, <laughs> she's hold- and then they realise she's holding the, the diamond, right? Oh, yeah. And they're like, don't drop it because I'm... Bill Paxton, and I'm I'm after this diamond. That's my story in this. And she he, she puts her hand out, and he holds the diamond in her hand in his hand, and then she drops it into the water, and they just let it fall down, and then they all start laughing hysterically, and it's just what? it's bizarre. That's it's so, so weird. weird. Why would they find that funny? It's isn't it worth like a besquillion? It's worth dollars? so much money. Yeah, it's the heart of the ocean. Yeah, it's the heart. It's the heart of the ocean. It's the heart of the ocean. It's the oh, it's ocean, much baby. better that she just does that. Yeah, exactly. Own. And Bill Paxton never gets what he wants, which no. is money. <laughs> yeah, that's the whole point of that movie, isn't well, it? Wants. I forgot about that. So just give it to Bill Paxton. What do you care? I know. It's a little bit selfish, right? It's very selfish. Because, like, and Jack doesn't care. You bloody left him to die in the ocean. He doesn't care for your gem. He doesn't care at he all. He doesn't want it. The but I think that was her letting, letting go, wasn't it? Was that it? Yeah, yeah, but like, what kind of? How rich are you that you can throw away like a bazillions of dollars just for like your own kind of cathartic? She's dying. She doesn't care. Man. She doesn't care. Yeah, then what about your kids though? Like that could set up a lot of people. No, that could that could buy a lot of vaccines now. You can actually, if you turn, if you crank the sound up it, during that scene when the, when it's shot from underwater, you can hear the old woman saying, and this is kind of garbled, but she's like, "Fuck Bill Paxton." <laughs> Which is crazy because that's not even the name of the that's guy, crazy. the character. She just crazy. hates Bill Paxton. R.I.P. R.I.P. By the way, <laughs> incredible. What, Anywho, what do you rec- what is the show you recommend? All right, okay, it's not a show. Oh, it is some IKEA furniture. Oh God, <laughs> you 
pick the worst thing. Okay, picked. I'm really excited, listeners, at the moment. I don't know if anyone else is in lockdown, but we are in lockdown and all we're doing is staring at our four walls. Well, I am. I don't even know if James notices what kind of bloody furniture is in our house. No. Probably doesn't. Sometimes he'll say things like to me like, that looks good, and I'll be like, that's been there for two years. <laughs> and I'll be like, this son, this kid of ours. <laughs> yeah. Yes. Correct. Mm. Yeah, exactly. And and I'll be like, his name is Squogden. Squogden, And, yeah. you know, you did sire him. That is right. <laughs> many moons ago. Technically sire him. But it's yeah. good that you've noticed him now. Mm. I feel like that was possibly what happened 100 years ago. Oh, and we're like, oh, there's another one here. Who are you, Blimpton? <laughs> you know, names. those families had like 10 people in them. They needed anyway. to because people died so much. Anyway, yeah, so this, this I know I know exactly what you're talking about, this IKEA. This is that drawers thing, that type Correct. thing you bought. Okay, so if like me you have small children and if like me they have like an inordinate amount of toys that just are overtaking your house. Junk. In mountainous piles and there's just tiny, teeny little bits of things that yeah. just exist Everywhere. And your kids are like bowerbirds. They're just like putting little piles of crap all in the corners of your freaking house and then you're standing on Lego and then you've got like buckets of toys but they've got like miscellaneous weird things in them and sometimes you might find like a weird, I don't know, half an orange in the bottom of them or something yeah. and just like weird little stickers but also little vouchers and all kinds of paraphernalia and it's just taking over your life and it's really annoying because then – your said child will do something like go, I really need this blue truck and I must have it and they won't do anything else until they find the fucking blue truck. And then you spend the whole friggin' hour searching for this one thing that they mm. decided that morning is the thing that they want. Well, I've got your solution right here. Is it a bin? <laughs> I'll put you in the bin in a oh, minute. Oh, no. I will. I'll put you in there. No, it's you are so bored by this, James, but – it is a set of uh, furniture from Ikea. Now, I'm not always really into Ikea furniture. I think it's a bit squishy. It tends to wibble and then you want to chuck it away. Yep, and but, it's also like like junk a lot of the time. Like, yeah, yeah it's yeah. awkward to put together and it's just crap. Yeah, well, and it's not that bad, but it doesn't last for very long. This no. furniture, however, is very sturdy. It is reinforced because I think it's designed specifically for kids and it's the Trofast brand. Which is bloody awesome. And it was a pretty easy assemble, wasn't it? Yeah, it's actually yeah. really easy and quite satisfying. You don't need a drill. As soon as I see a drill or something that needs a lot of drilling work, my brain just shuts down. I think it's a bigger scam on earth that they send you a flat pack of junk <laughs> that you have to put together. <laughs> yeah. I know, not that you ever put them together. Actually, no, I do you put do because I get halfway through them and I think, I can't do it. And then you come and in. And then I go, oh, I'm a man. And I come in <laughs> and I go, I've got a screwdriver. I don't and worry you sometimes stick the screwdriver up your bum. I sometimes. <laughs> That's no, not really. Unrelated. That's, that's, yeah, yeah. That's for later. You James. fall on a screwdriver once, yeah. and then you never live it down. Your wife has to take you to the emergency room, and then you have to explain it was all because of the trofast IKEA furniture. I feel bad for people who, because your brother's doctor has experienced this, of people coming with things stuck inside them. Yeah, and like they're all the excuses that they have. It's mostly like I fell on it. But what if you actually did fall on something, and then you just like. I know you don't believe me, but I literally fell on this bottle. I didn't put this in there for pleasurable things. I had things. a naked wet bottom <laughs> and I slipped directly onto this bottle. I had an oiled up wet bottom yeah. from a massage that I had. Yeah. That must have happened because everything yeah. has happened I mean, to at least once. Yeah, totally. I mean, I sliced a bit off my bum. You did? I did when I was a kid. I was sli- I was swinging on a swing set and um, there was 
in the backyard and it was someone's house and the cap had come off the handle of one of the swings. It was like a seesaw yeah. swing. And I, I was swinging over the top of it and it sliced off my, a bit of my bum cheek. I had to get sewed back on. Yep. It was real painful. I've had a lot of weird injuries. It's true. Someone pointed that out to me recently. I'm not quite sure why. Who knows? It's because you're dumb. Uh, and- <laughs> Uh, you, we were having a discussion about how to store Lego and I'm just like, just chuck it all in. And you're like, no, it should be color-coded. And I'm like, it shouldn't be, if anything, it shouldn't be color-coded because if you're looking for a specific bit, you're not looking for colors, you're looking for a, so See? then, so I think you should, if we are going to sort it, which we shouldn't because it's insanity. Which we are, no, because that's exactly, this is a thing, James. That is that's how not, that's part the, of the real fun. Lego masters no, do it. No, that's the part of the fun of Lego, having a massive tub of Lego and you dig through it. You're like, ah. Oh. And you might be looking for a bit, but you find a slightly different bit or whatever. So I think it should be, if we do sort it, which we shouldn't, it should be by type, not by colour. All right. I think there are going to be a lot of people who disagree with you and the fa- and, and Lego should be sorted into nice, organised. But shouldn't I agree it, with you. Maybe it could be bits or colours. I'm an artist. Shouldn't James. be sorted. I like to sort my Lego. Also, I just feel like at the moment that would be a nice task for me to do. Big tub of sort. Lego. Big tub of it's Lego. It's bullshit. I hate that because then you can never find anything. You rifle through it and you're not. And That's then our the son point. gets bored. Lego is just busy work. That's the point, Claire. It's to distract kids for like as long as yeah, you can. But, that, but it'll be easier to distract them if they have to like sort the Lego out and then it'll, then you can make better creations. I'd be curious to know what people think about Lego, et cetera. Anyway, I'll, the thing about Lego is like it's, you know, it's it can be for any age obviously, but it's for children. Come on. Come on, Darren McDonald. You know who I'm talking about. Says friend. the man that spent hours and hours building Lego with his son. And yeah. then, like, you had a dream about this type of Lego that you then went and built. It's true. Uh, and I had a solution that I, <laughs> no, I dreamt about. But no, I'm just joking. I actually love Lego. But I, And I say Darren McDonald because um, Martin McGoran, who you interviewed, has a, has a room in his house dedicated to Lego. He does specifically. He yeah. sent us a video that he made yeah. of it and you can put yourself into it. But there's no magical things in there. It has to be because he was like, oh, my, no, you can't put a pirate ship. It's a real city. My <laughs> favourite thing about that is, have we talked about this on Probably, the show? but let's talk about it anyway. Yeah, is that, yeah, it's set out like a proper city and there's like a bank and like a jail at an airport. And I'm like, why didn't you put in an X-Wing? And he's like, no, you can't put an X-Wing in because it's not, it's a real world. And I'm like. What if you put in like a pirate ship? And he's like, no, it's like a proper community. And I'm like, you do Lego boring, man. <laughs> yeah, because there are literally no rules. I You're the kind of guy who glues your Lego together. <laughs> anyway, but that's oh. the, that's the beauty of Lego is that it can be anything, any version of it you want. Correct. All right, uh, done with your Lego talking. I'm always done with my Lego talking. Excellent. Wait, yeah. Mean oh god, yeah. I think you've officially lost your mind. The Maybe. Lego's talking at you. My name's Lego and I'm red. My name's Lego and I'm blue. My name's Lego and I'm green. And we're building a spaceship today, but we don't belong in the same tub because I think they should be sorted by color. <laughs> <laughs> anyway. Anywho. What's next? All right. So. After last week's episode, if you haven't listened to last Debacle. week's episode, we had a bit of an argument about Lego. And I've been told by the many, many emails that I have received, I got more emails this last week than I have in the entire, like, I don't know, time we've been doing Suggestible. Really? I reckon. No, as in, like, more in one week more than I ever week, had. Yeah, yeah. yeah, correct. I reckon, yeah, we got so many. Mm. And, right. So there are people in many camps. Also, to clarify, it is not Legos. 
It is called Lego. As, a, as a lovely Nobody listener. Nobody said Legos. One of us must have. I would never. Okay, can I just for fun, because this has made me giggle so much, can I read you some of the titles of the emails? Absolutely can. It's so funny. All right. Sorting Legos, Lego Alternative, Lego Debacle, (laughs) Recommending a Masterpiece of Lego. Wow. Lego with an exclamation mark. (laughs) (laughs) The Great Lego Debate, How I Sort My Lego in capital letters. Trofast, Trofurious. (laughs) (laughs) Both That's of good. you are right about Lego. No. Thanks, Noah. That was from our listener, Noah, and I appreciate that, mate. Okay, so some people are in the camp that I'm an absolute Lego novice, and I don't know what I'm talking about. I got quite a few tweets, and all of them agreed with me, every single right. one. Isn't that just very They tagged you in it as well. You. They tagged it in <laughs> you as well. Them. I didn't reply to any of them. <laughs> Actually, to be fair, most people who were emailing you did say that sorting them by colour and shape, if you are going to sort them, is the way to sort them. A very, I think. What? Yes. Colour and shape. Yeah. Like if you're going to sort them, you sort them by both. No. And if you really need to sort them, you sort them by type first and then by colour. So you're also right. Why do you need to sort them though? Because they're messy, James. That's the point. All right, okay, so I wanted to show you Ken's epic Lego room. And I know this is, we'll put it on Twitter or somewhere because it's like. If Ken gives us permission. Yeah, because it's so awesome. So this is a a letter from Ken. Claire, James, long-time listener, love all your shows and all your suggestions. You guys recently mentioned Lego and Ikea Trofast, two of my life passions. Oh, Ken, I'm with you, mate. I completely agree with Claire that they're a great solution for organising all the kids' junk. We use them in our toy room and our Lego room. Here's Ken's Lego room here. So look, Ken. It's, it's a, it's, it is a masterpiece. Look at this thing. Look, look. Holy look at all the shit. drawers. Look yeah. at all the – mate, I, we have to put this on Twitter. It's He's got just, a Lego sign and all. Yeah, it's That's so awesome. awesome. James is correct that the proper way to sort Lego bricks is by type, not colour. I'm seeing some coloured bricks in there, though. Am I incorrect yeah, in those drawers? Yeah, but listen. But the easier method is sorting by colour. Something to consider is how often the kids will mix them up, which is always – so we just went by colour. I thought I'd share a quick pic of our Lego room, which uses all Trofast to sort our Lego collection. Oh Thanks for God. the entertainment, Kenny from Chicago. I love that. What a ledge. I'm a big fan. I know. So he actually, and he looks like a Lego aficionado, sorts them by colour, mate. Yeah. So they, and that's it. That's all I wanted to say. Is that just that one? <laughs> no, I'm going to share some more. I can read five right now. <laughs> All right, okay, can I? Sorry, this is from David. <laughs> Sorry, Claire, but James is 100% right about Lego. You should just dump it all in one bun or, if you must sort it, then by size, shape, not colour. Dominic says, Lego was organised in order of preference. <laughs> no organisation, number two, organised by Lego type, number three, colour. Earthbender of Sector 2814 says, just listen to your latest suggestible episode on Lego absolutely should not be organised. I hope you've taken a hard stance on this and are being really stubborn about it and causes a lot of fights. KP Murphy says, sorry, but the idea of separating and storing Legos by colour seems literally insane to me. You'd have to redo it every time your kids play with them. If anything, anything, by kind of Legos makes more sense, but honestly, also pointless. Big smiley laughing face. Gabe says, Lego should not be sorted. But like James says, if you're going to sort them in the least helpful way possible, sort them by colour because when you're looking for a specific Lego piece, you're looking for the size and not the colour. All right. Can I play you something now? (laughs) Yes. 
Anyways, I'm going to recommend, we talked about it briefly last week, the TV series called Lego Masters. Now, this is the Australian one. I've yet to watch the Will Arnett one in the US. Uh, It's hosted by comedian and radio host Hamish Blake of Hamish and Andy fame and Ryan McNaught, who's also known as Brick Man, who's like a Lego brick master. So he's kind of like the Gordon Ramsay of Lego except he's not horrible. He's not a horrible person. Um, anyway, it's, if you don't know, it's a Lego building competition. Think MasterChef, but it's Lego. So there's different challenges and they give them a different set of hours. It might be like, might be six hours. It might be 14 hours, whatever. And they're ranked on story, creativity, and technical ability. Sometimes they'll have to do a rebuild, but there's one where they get a parrot and it's like, break this parrot down and make it into something else. And you have to use every bit of the parrot you know what I mean? Uh, there might be a theme that they have to follow. It might be like space or they're building a, a something. I couldn't think of a second thing. <laughs> so it's like animals and buildings and like people and amusement parks and, and whatever. And it's really fun and like a lot of things, it's ultimately pointless. But I think that's what's good about it. It's like really light and very and really positive and there's kind of one kind of like villainous kind of guy, I guess, in the first season. And I, but I've been told though by a friend of ours that that kind of doesn't happen so much in in later seasons. Just this guy who just doesn't learn lessons is like for the entire show until he gets eliminated. <laughs> He's just like, yeah, I'm the best here, but he like he consistently proves that he is absolutely not. It's quite amusing. Um, it's terrific. And I've been watching it with our son. We've been doing like one a day or one every two days. They're about an hour each. I think the premiere is like an hour and a half or whatever, but it's also been inspiring him to like make more stuff. And afterwards we go upstairs and we build some Lego together and we, we, we map out a little plan and then we come downstairs and you judge our Lego (laughs) plan. Uh, it's, it's just great. And, And look, I, again, I haven't seen the American one, so maybe that would be more suited if you are, you know, somewhere else in the world, but if you are interested uh, it's on Nine Now, which is a local app from Australia. Which again, you have to use a VPN. Uh, Nine Now is uh, it's based on our our free to air channel, uh, Channel Nine. Uh, but this particular app is the home of shows that were cancelled in 2016. <laughs> that it's const- I've got a list here. That it's constantly like shilling in the seven ad breaks that they have during the show. Uh, I'm talking about Rush Hour, the TV series. <laughs> I'm talking about Lethal Weapon. The TV series. I'm talking about the show Up All Night, speaking of Will Arnett. Uh, I'm talking about the show Council of Dads. I'm talking about the show Allegiance. Claire, which of those are real? Tell me. None of them. They're all real. (laughs) They're all real shows. But they're no longer. Yeah, they've all been (laughs) cancelled. What is that about? They've just bought all these shows. Yeah, they bought all this old crap and just like, you like... The Training Day TV series that got cancelled because Bill Pullman died? I'm like, no, not really. Bill Pullman died? He died oh, like three, four no. years ago, yeah. I really liked him. He I didn't know about My favourite about... movie, While You Were Asleep. While You Were Asleep. No, is he? Yeah. He's in Titanic. Are you talking about Bill, Bill Pullman? Yeah, isn't he? You're thinking of Bill Paxton. Oh. <laughs> this is the mistake that everybody, including myself, makes. <laughs> I even went before I said Bill Pullman, I'm like, is it Bill Paxton? <laughs> Is it Bill Pullman? I'm just checking. I thought it was Bill Pullman. Uh, it might actually be Bill Paxton. It is Bill Paxton. Are you sure? No, Bill Pullman. It's Bill Pullman. Yeah, I know, but I meant to say Bill Paxton. <laughs> I said the wrong Bill. <laughs> Fuck. What's hilarious about that is that I don't know very many things about anyone, but I feel like I would know if Bill Pullman died because he's yeah. so. I love his character. I can't Hollywood believe I said so Bill much. Pullman. That's so embarrassing. Oh, God. <laughs> 
I, had to, I do that all the time. And it's not, even when I don't do it, I do it as a joke that I get it wrong, but I just consistently get it wrong. Anyway, those That's are all really shows. Funny. Rush Hour, the TV series. Lead the Web in the TV series. Up All Night, Council of Dads, Allegiance. Whoa. And, and not Training to, Day sequel series. Not to alarm anyone, but Bill Pullman is definitely still alive. He is. He was in Independence Day 2. Correct. Uh, anyways, um, I, I do want to talk about Squid Game which is a Netflix, a Korean Netflix series. I want to talk about that next week because we, we don't have enough time, but my God. So uh, if you want to hear about Squid Game, come back next week so I can talk about Squid Game. Oh, God, I couldn't even handle it being it's on funny in the because background you were like, while I was working. Can you not watch this here? And just as you said that, I made fun and I moved and then it just like went insane. So I don't know how you would have had, like it was just like it really kicked off. I could tell. It yeah. was so creepy and I just could feel the vibe and I was like, I can't work with I loved it. I was trying so hard because I wanted you to stay in the room because I like when you're around while I'm working or something. Not when I'm I just watching couldn't... the Korean no. TV series Squid oh, Game. Oh, Lord. All right. Uh, anyways, I'm just going to let the dog out while you uh, read a letter maybe. Oh, no, I want you to hear this. So oh, yeah. I'll, uh, we'll pause the time. He's a letting her out. Letting her out. Okay, you ready? Bill Paxton as well. I can't believe I said that. I can't believe you All said right, that. What's next? Oh, Bill He's Paul. the only actor to be killed by a Terminator, by a Predator, and by an alien. He wasn't killed by a RoboCop, though. I believe. I Isn't see. That interesting. They do look very similar, Bill Paxton and Bill Pullman. Yeah, and I can see why you do that. They are very similar. All right, your your mind palace has a tiny, tiny flaw. Everybody has that flaw, except for you, apparently. <laughs> no, because I only know people. I don't have a very. He was in Twister. He was in the movie he Twister. He was. I love Twister. Do you remember the cow <gasps> in Twister? I watch that again. Yes, I do. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number smart beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Well, 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 well. Hello, James. Hello. Welcome back to this show that we do. It's called... Suggestible. Hey, shut up Pod. and listen. Oh, no. Don't be so rude. That's what I wanted to call it. And I think we should still call it that. <laughs> Change it. It's fine. We just make the... And we make the logo a bit more aggressive. It's just someone pointing. You know that guy, like Uncle Sam? But it's you. You're the aggressive <laughs> one. It's like, listen to this. Shut up. You listen to this. Look, I'm fragile today, James. I understand. I'm a fragile lady in a dressing gown. Is that because the On world... the edge of her sanity. Wow, the world's falling apart, you... so don't worry about it. Oh, excellent. Yeah, mm. I know. Uh, hello, if you're... Hey, what's up? Hello. <laughs> hey, shut up and listen. <laughs> James is drinking a kombucha, so I will just introduce myself. I'm Claire. I've already introduced myself. James is here also. We are married, and this is Jesper, where we recommend you things that you probably won't ever watch, read, or listen to. <laughs> That's right. You better believe it. However, we really appreciate a recommendation. We really do. Let me tell you. And I, we got a few doozies up our wazoo today. Do we? <laughs> I'm not even quite sure what that means, but I, it amused me, so I said it. I made myself today, I don't know if you noticed, I made myself some zucchini pasta today for lunch, I James. I had and, a, then, and then you said, this is enough for dinner. And then you ate so much. <laughs> 
But there was enough for dinner. This is why I never make this dish because I love it so much. It's so delicious. And I was having a mental health day and I thought, you know what is good for your mental health? Cooking. Mm. Always lifts my spirits. And I haven't had time to go to the shops or meal plan or anything. And so what bucks me up is some delicious food and I haven't had any buck-ups with food. So I was like, fuck it. No one else in this house will like this zucchini pasta, but I'm just going to the shop and I'm buying the ingredients and I'm making it. That is true because nobody else got a chance to eat any. (laughs) Well, he did offer you some. He said he didn't want any because you're low carb. Oh, my goodness. Anywho, so I'm just going to tell you what my zucchini pasta was because it was a big, delicious pan full of joy and five extra kilos, but, you know, he's counting. Have you got any left? (laughs) No. I didn't get a single bit of this (laughs) pasta. But I'll tell you about it. Oh, I'd love to so hear about it. So this I mean, recipe it. is from my sister and also Jamie Oliver, who I saw making it today on Instagram, and that was current, what inspired me to make it. So one zucchini grated. Can you do it in a Jamie Oliver voice? <laughs> one zucchini grated. One Just z- like put it in the bowl then and then wiggle it around a little bit and it'll be delicious, mate. Oh, I, everybody loves gonna, a bit of zucchini. I'm just going to pop out <laughs> to my garden. I've got everything in my garden. If, don't if you don't if you have to use fresh ingredients, I'll come to your house. I'll cut your throat. I'm Jamie Oliver. <laughs> well, that escalated quickly. That's what he's okay, like. Okay, three cloves of garlic diced, one lemon with zest grated, parmesan cheese grated, spaghetti, olive oil, salt, and pepper. So you put your pasta on to boil, and you boil it away. You make sure the water is super bubbly with a bit of salt. Then you throw it in. Has to be spaghetti. None of this fettuccine. None of this. You know, toily pasta, none of these shells. Spaghetti. Okay. We never eat spaghetti because we have kids who can't really manage it on their forks. It very well. So now I was like, God damn, we're just going to have some fucking spaghetti. <laughs> okay. Moving on. We have some spaghetti. I'm going to come to your house. I'm going to step <laughs> on your bollocks. Jamie Oliver. All right, back my to Jamie my Jamie Oliver. Oliver there. All right, so then you get you get your zucchini and you grate it. You grate it fast. You grate grate the whole zucchini. Do you have to then, grate it fast? Yeah, yeah, you do. You got to grate it, and then you get your lemon. You zest it. You zest it because you've got such a zest for life, mate. That you zest in your lemony deliciousness all over the place, and oh, lovely bubbly or whatever he says. <laughs> yes, he's I'm British. Lovely, this isn't massacring the, their accent at all. Okay, so next you cook until warm. Looks like cock, but it says cook because it's a handwritten note okay. in this recipe book. Cook <laughs> until warm, but remove from heat before zucchini get soggy. You don't want no soggy zucchini, mate. You want them crisp and hard. I, know, sure. I don't know what I'm trying to say. You can see why you put cock in your recipe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I don't know what that was. That was that was me snorting because I love life so much. You could have said it was me. You could have said Joe snorted that. <laughs> No, I'm all about authenticity, mate. Authenticity. Is authenticity. That with an, with an F? Authenticity. Authenticity. Okay, mm. so then I now I'm starting like sounding like Russell Brand, <laughs> or nobody British ever because these are the worst accent no, no, in the this world. This is really accurate. And if you're British, I'm horribly, horribly apologetic. I hope in ten years you get cancelled for this. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's going to come out. Look, we're convicts. They booted us. We're descended from convicts. They booted us out of their country. We can make fun of their accent. I'm not even making fun of it. I'm genuinely just trying to do it. Okay. Just to clarify, I'm making fun of it though. Yeah, you are. Yeah, good. You are. You were saying that, I don't know what, you're making fun of my garden. My garden is great. I grow my zucchinis in there and then I'll grow some mint. I tried, I'll put it in I my tried pasta. to fix school food in America, <laughs> but I couldn't. I got real sour on TV in there. And then I went to my garden and I cried into a basil leaf. 
Anyway, go on. I think he did great things. No, he didn't. He didn't fix shit. All right. Anyway, (laughs) he did a recipe book. I have to say, my 15-minute meals recipe book is bloody brilliant. I mean, no one cook anything in there in 15 minutes. You know how many people have turned this off because it's brilliant. (laughs) I'm so sorry. Anyway, I've got to finish. I've started now. I've got to finish it. I'm so sorry, guys. Okay. Drain pasta till well done and add some zucchini. Yeah. So you drain your pasta till it's al dente, you know, so it's like slightly springy and sure, delicious. Yeah, I get you. Not none of this soggy spaghetti mm. around these traps. <laughs> <laughs> oh god. Oh no. I'm going off the deep end, mate. Oh god. Going off the deep end is my kind of thing. I don't like this anymore. Oh. What? I was having some fun. Yeah, you keep going. I thought you thought I was funny. Yeah, no, it could, oh. it, it could, but it won't ever do annoying. But that being said, maybe it'll come back it's around my again. Bit. Yeah, you're good at that. That's you what always I often do. you do a bit so long that it becomes like a mollusk on my brain. And I can't get rid of it. Anyway, <laughs> drain pasta and then add to zucchini. Stir it all through with your lemon zest. You add some olive oil. You season with salt and pepper. Fresh chili. Mmm, lovely, jubbly, bubbly, wubbly. Then you serve it with your fresh parmesan and you stir through your fresh mint leaves and then it's mwah, delicioso. And that is the key, mate. You have a cheeky half a glass of red wine, which is what I did at lunchtime today. Never do that usually. Thought I'd be Italian, see if it would buck me up. Made me sleepy. Didn't work, did it? Nah, pretty much ate that whole plate, that whole (laughs) bloody fucking giant Pan I made today. Day drinking. Unbelievable. There you go. And that is zucchini pasta. Mmm. Well, that's, uh, well, I must say, it All looks right, really good. All right, you sexy beast. Jesus. It, doesn't he sometimes aggressively call people that? I don't know what he's about. Anyway, I actually quite enjoy him. He seems all right. It's your bloody turn, mate. I've just, I've just massacred the British culture. Brit- Britain doesn't have culture. Chin 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 It was a bit Dick Van Dyke. My pasta was delicious, like Louis Theroux. That's my second recommendation. Like Louis Theroux? I'm just yeah. a documentary. The Louis Theroux documentary? No, it's a podcast. Okay, what? it's a delightful podcast. I, hate, I will leave the room if you keep doing this. <laughs> I'm not even joking. May I remind <laughs> you that you suggested it? Yeah, I know, but I'm still going to leave. <laughs> You suggested that I'm I do leave. an accent. You, you think not... I'm joking. Okay, listeners, <laughs> we've been married for many years and if Matt James knows anything, he knows that I am terrible at accents, impressions. I'm terrible. I'm just terrible at it. You it's, more your, other... it's more your personality. <laughs> <laughs> Sorry, me on well, the I other can't hand. do anything about that. Mm. I have you know, some people think my personality is tolerable. I'd love to meet them one day, but what were you saying? <laughs> Tolerable. That's it. I have, a, I have a podcast recommendation for Louis Theroux. Do you want to do that? No. Okay. Well, I watched a movie. It's on Netflix. What up? Uh, it's directed by no. Joe jo Penner. I'd probably pronounced wrong. It stars Anna Kendrick, <gasps> Tony Collette, <gasps> Daniel Day Kim. I don't know who that is. He's great. He's okay. from Lost. Oh yes, I do. Things. Yes, yeah. yes, I know him. Yep. And I like uh, Shamir too. Anderson. And it's basically it's it's uh it's it's a it's a mission to Mars, right? It's a rocket ship takes off. It's got Anna Kendrick, Tony Collette, and Daniel Day Kim. They're, they're, they're astronauts. I'm like, we're loving going to Mars. We're going to do some colonization stuff. It's a two year round trip, right? 
Everything's going well. They're bonding. They're handshaking. Oh, all of those hang things. On, hang on a second. Hang on a second. Is this a movie set in space? Yeah, well, they're in a spaceship, so yes. All right. You're going back to classic James Now you like this one. It's got Tony Collette, Claire. I know. As a I know. space captain. I'm just merely pointing out if the listeners have not already pointed it out to themselves and their brain and it turned off when I was doing my terrible Jamie Oliver impression <laughs> that you were yet again you know what? I take it recommending – Another movie set in space. It just it popped up on Netflix. All right. And people are like, it's good, and I checked it out. And it is good. Okay. I did like it. Okay. Also, anyway, I am a sucker for a space movie. Everything's going well. Suddenly. Aliens. No. It's very I don't know what else happens realistic. in space. It's Satellite re- crashes in. No. It's realistic-esque. It's called Stowaway because they accidentally took another person to space. Serial killer. No, he's just a guy. Alien. He's a, no, not. he's a guy. He's a regular man. <laughs> And so now there's four of them on this two-year trip uh, okay. to Mars. I have to point out something else. Do they sit in a room and stare at the sun <laughs> until their faces start to melt off? I'm leaving. <laughs> no, come I'm back. Going. Come back. I can't carry this on my own. No, I'm having a fragile day. Get back in here right now. <laughs> That's your one warning. That's your one warning. <laughs> You think I'm joking? I'm not going to come back. No, he really left the room. (laughs) Well, that sounds awesome. I'm totally going to watch that. A bit of escapism. Will you now? (laughs) Sorry. All right. Let's. Why did you? Now, I wish it was not. I I wish it was a visual medium, not because you could see me then in my dressing gown, but because James was doing a funny face and a little fist. I was, wasn't I? You did. You Mm. looked like a little leprechaun, a little grey-haired leprechaun. I do look a bit like a leprechaun. What's next, Claire? All right, buddy. Oh Let's God. go. I don't even know what that's come, it's got to now. Oh, you're trying to pretend that's not your accent so I don't leave the room? <laughs> yeah, I was. I was. Mm, you just did an accent then too. Yeah. No, uh, this is yeah, Louis. But it's funny when I is do it. Is it Louis? <laughs> <laughs> Here's something you're going to love. It's from okay. the Vox YouTube channel, which do a lot of good in-depth reporting. Not always, but every now and then. Do you know what I mean? They'll be like, hey, check this out. And you're like, oh, okay. Or sometimes they'll be like, check this out. And you're like, ah, no, no, thank you. But this particular video is called, and you're going to love this, Why Doors. Yes, open and shut. No, Claire. In video games are so hard to get right. Okay? Oh, my God. And the thing about it is they're complicated. You think in a video game it's easy. You put a door in, you go up, your character opens it or whatever. But there's different levels of doors that you might put in a video game, and this 12-minute video goes through the more. There's four levels, and I'm going to give them to you now, but you should watch the video, okay? Collins will link it below. What is happening here? Okay. What is actually happening here? The first option is no doors. So, for example, you come to a door frame, there's nothing there, so the character can just walk through it. There's no interaction required. Second one is doors that open automatically. So your character doesn't have to physically interact with it and they might just slide up like you might see in the game Halo, for example. Yes, I know that's what you're going to say. I wanted to get in just before that. I've literally the fallen asleep with my eyes open. option is where there's some slight interaction where you might like press towards the door, like make a gesture and the door will flip open. And the third How about is... this gesture? Oh, that's quite rude. <laughs> and the fourth one is where the character fully interacts with the door, work, walks up, holds the handle, turns it and opens it. Has sex it. with the door. And you can do that. That's, <laughs> but the thing is what you have to consider, and I'd never thought about this in games, is doors not only dependent on like opening and closing, it's how the characters interact with them. If it's multiple characters and not just one, if there's someone standing on the other side of the door, how does that affect the physics of the door? The door also often has to open and shut both ways 
because that makes it easy for interaction, which is not something a door does in real life. They also have to be slightly higher than a door frame would be in real life. So if it's a third person, the camera can follow you through the door and not get kind of stuck like towards the roof when you go through. So all of these factors go into making a door and it's a nightmare to put a door in a video game. And I just never thought about it. And I'm like, that's very interesting. And I can tell by the look on your face that you think it is also very interesting. And you're writing me a note up, you're holding it up. It says, James, I love what you've done here. And I have so much respect for your opinions and what you bring to this show. Thank you for writing that. I really appreciate it. Oh, and she drew a little love heart around it. It's perfect. Anyways, that's the show. It is. I have to say, doors. How about snores? Whoa! (laughs) Actually, a full disclosure. I really didn't think I would find any of that interesting, and most of the time I didn't. But I kind of do. You know why? Because James, I'm really interested in just make the things. Yes. And and I always find those tiny little things when someone's making something. It kind of makes me feel better because. I always used to think that the like I hit up, hit against all these stupid little problems and it was my fault because I just wasn't good enough. No, it turns out making a thing is so basically hard, just coming up against a whole lot of bullshit little tiny problems. Yep, exactly. That you have to solve one after another. What That's I'd how love you make for you something. to do also, you started, and you're not going to believe this, everybody, the game Breathe of the Wild, Zelda Breathe of the Wild. Yes, I did. Oh, no, it's Breath of the Wild. But um, – <laughs> Because you loved Ocarina of Time as a child and you're like, maybe there's something you can play with our son. And you started playing with it and you're like, oh, my God, this is the best thing I've ever seen. But you're also like, is this violent? Should I be playing this with my son? And you're really at a conundrum because it seems like you're swept up in the world of Hyrule. But you're wondering (laughs) whether or not this is the game for you at this point in time. Anyway, it's a great game. Apparently, I'm really excited to play it, but I'm just torn because the first I was really into it while I was swimming and getting apples and doing all the bizzo riding a horse, but then I had to hit this big red goblin with a stick that I'd mm. collected myself. Yeah, and while if I was alone, I would have been like, "I'm hitting you, goblin! I'm ah, hitting you, man!" So I'm oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm a I'm an angry woman stuck in a bloody video game of my own making. Not really, choosing. I don't know, choosing. And I would have done it. But my five-year-old son is there and all I do is tell him how much I don't like fighting. Mm. And you were like, you didn't tell me there was fighting in this game. And I'm like, he's holding a fucking sword on the cover of the box, Claire. Yeah, but I thought that was for like you slashing branches. That's what the game was. He played Ocarina of Time. He's got a sword and a horse and all of those things. Yeah, I know. But that game is so, again, I haven't played it, but that game is so much more than just fighting. There's exploration and cooking and any point on the map that you can see you can technically get to. Again, I haven't played it, but people love it. Yeah, and see, I I think I will. I po- I thought I would go back to it. The problem with me is with video games is that I just like to do that stuff in real life. Oh well, you like can't I like right to go now. swimming and I like to go walking in the bush yeah, and I like to cook. Life is a real so. Video why would game. I do that on a screen when I could do that in person? You However, I can't really go everywhere all the time, so maybe. Why I would you watch a murder mystery when you could murder a person in real life? You know what I mean? Yeah, but that's the thing. Why read a book? When you could eat a book. <laughs> I don't know. You know what I mean? I'm tired. Yes, I know. Okay, I think, you know what? I'm going to play it this Your week. Your dismissal of the art form of video gaming oh, here is go. quite frankly embarrassing and naive. <laughs> quite frankly. Oh, okay. Are you right there, quite frankly? <laughs> Are you, is that your name now? Are you calling me quiet, frankly? Well, my grandfather's name, uh, whose name wasn't Frank, was called Frank. 
Like it wasn't his real Isn't name. Frank? People were like, this guy's name's Frank. Frank. And I'm like, <laughs> why? And they're like, don't know. And I'm like, it's weird that his name is Frank, don't you think? But his name's not really Frank. It was and everyone's weird. like, well, I don't know. <laughs> and I'm like, nobody wants to explain any of this. It's not even a nickname. <laughs> Mother, grandpa. His real name was John. People called him Jack. And I'm like, why? And they're like, oh, it's his nickname. And I'm like, it's not a nickname. It's just a different name. I'm not against that. You can change your name. But what is the, what is the story behind this? Nothing, apparently. It's just what they called him. I don't get it. I don't understand. Just a different era. What's your name? Frank. Is it really? I don't know, whatever. <laughs> I actually went and was teaching with a woman at school who told me that, that she had to find her birth certificate to get her passport and her name was Helen, not Mary. What? <laughs> and she didn't know. That's, see, that's what I'm talking about. <laughs> and it wasn't until she found her birth certificate. I find that really amusing. But it's like a nickname I get, but just like another name. Yeah, it's got like Helen and Mary. There's no connection there. Don't get it. So what happened? They call her Helen on the birth certificate and then they're like, uh, let's call her Mary. There was probably another person who went to that church who had that name. So they just renamed them or whatever. Yeah, I don't know what people used to do. Think about doing it yeah. in documents. It's wild. What's your name? Frank. <laughs> Is <Okay>. it? <laughs> exactly. Except if I'm doing anything official. Frank, Frank you've yeah. got a letter, but it says James on it. Well, no. Yes, my name is James, but why am I calling you Frank? That's true. His name was know. James. Or was it? Anyway, <laughs> what, what have you been up to, Claire? I know you've, you've been working on your new podcast. You've been driving yourself crazy, going round and round oh, in circles. Oh, man. Yeah, I've been working on this new show. And if anyone listened to my old show, Just Make the Thing, you will know that I am really bad at creativity. And I have a really mean person that lives in my head that tells me that everything I make is Terrible. And you know what? I just want to say thank you for the position. I really. <laughs> <laughs> is it an honor? Yeah, it really is. Look, it doesn't pay well, but it's an absolute blessing. <laughs> I've mm. decided to name the person in my head Maud. Maud is a good name. She's a real asshole. Yeah, just tell her to shut up. <laughs> Whenever Maud's doing these, she goes, shut, shut the fuck up, Maud. The work. problem with Maud is that she just sneaks in just when I'm having fun. Yeah. I'm making a thing and I'm thinking, this is fun. I don't, it's no real rush. I can make it in my own time. It's all good. And if no one listens to it, that's fine. And she comes in and goes, you're shit at wow. everything. Talks like that. <laughs> Jesus Christ. No, no. More, it's a little bit more. Uh, she's just a maniac. Yeah. I have a voice in my head and I'm like, shut the fuck up. Shut up. I'm just trying to like do it. I'm work. Shut up. <laughs> What's the voice in your head? Is your voice in your head just more like, about just like making fun meh. of people? It's all me. So it's like, meh, <laughs> meh. I'm like, shut up, idiot. Just grumpy. Shut up. I know I'm not good at anything. Shut up. I'm still putting this out. <laughs> I know. Jerry Seinfeld that I always talk about that interview he did mm. with Tim Ferriss because he just nailed the feeling that I get anyway when I'm trying to write something, which is that everything you write is terrible yep. and mostly mediocre. Yep. And he said you just have to be okay with your mediocrity well, and put it out anyway and push through that. That's right. And then hopefully you get better. Correct. And my newsletter, I've been loving doing that. I've it's just been, been great. Sending it out. It's on every Why? Friday. You Bef- can sign up if you like. I was going to say, before we talk about all the things that we recommend on this show, Claire, Correct. they can sign up at that, can't they? Where would they sign up though? Um, They can sign up in the link in the bio. My goodness. And there's also, um, in the bio, in my Instagram, at Claire20, but also Collings will put a little link in the show notes for you. Put a little. There you go. And, the, and if you sign up, you can access all the back catalogue as well when you get the first one that you get. Sometimes it lands in your 
junk mail, so you just got to scurry around for it to confirm it. it. It's not junk. It's solid gold. And every week. Except that Maud said it's not clear. Shut up, bitch. Shut up, Maud. Actually, Maud doesn't really speak like that. I can't wait till you meet someone called Maud. I'll just see your eyes eyes narrow. (laughs) Just like this one there. Also, if everybody signs up, uh, once a week somebody wins $5,000. Cool. (laughs) Hard cash. Who's getting them this cool hard cash? That's up to you. What? Well, don't don't <laughs> put that out into the universe. I don't have any cool hard cash. Why cash. is it cool and hard? So I put give it my away. I keep my cash in the microwave. Oh my god, that sounds terrible. Room temperature cash only for me. Well, that's not room temperature, is it? Anyway, we should recommend things. <laughs> we both watched a thing this week, didn't we? We certainly did. You started did. it and then I finished it and then you finished it. Yes, you as did. These I thought go. we were going to watch it together, we which don't watch never happens. Together. No, because I always fall asleep. Mm. That's the main problem. And then you wake me up and go, Claire, Claire, you've fallen asleep. Go to bed, you. You go to bed. Idiot. Hey, maybe bored. you I'm are bored. bored. <laughs> yeah, you know what you're doing? I'm asleep on the couch and you come over and whisper in my ear sweet nothings about how your name is Maud and how I'm terrible at everything and should never try anything because no one will ever listen to it. That's me. Pachow. You got me. This show, though, it's called Trying. It it's is. on Apple Plus. Bloody the... story of my life. Yeah, all right? bloody wrong. It's on Apple Plus for the 14 people who have Apple Plus. Uh, if you buy an Apple device, they give it to you for a year. So that's good, isn't it? That's how we, that's how we get that's it. That's how we do it. And that, every yeah. six months they release a show that I go, this is really good. This is a really good show. Like the morning show? Yeah, that was all right. Uh, mythic Quest I really like, which is coming back soon. They just had a new special as well, which was I, it I enjoy. A Mythic Quest. Yes. <laughs> I don't know what. That's not a joke. You just said it in a slightly different way. Anyway, this show was created by Andy <laughs> Wait, 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 wait. You want to say it in another way? Was it a Mythic Quest? No more. It was. It's, I guess it was. <laughs> Mm. Okay, so Robert Harding recommended Holly McNish to me. Oh, she's amazing. She is a poet and she does kind of those She like does slam- not. She Sorry, does not. But she does slam poetry. So, you know, there's kind of, have you ever seen those rap battles? Yes. Well, there's also poetry battles that Whoa. they do. I know. And they're really, I know it's not really up your alley, no. but I think you would really love her poetry. Yeah, I'd be going. No, you actually. You're you going to read one? No, ah. I'm not going to read one. I'm going to get Collings to play a part of one at the end of the show. Well, I'll have to um, listen. There's so many good ones. There's one called Nobody Told Me that I'll get Collings to play, and it's all about Megatron. So Megatron the Transformer? Correct, yes. Okay, which version of Megatron? The one that transforms know. into a jet, the uh, one that transforms into a tank, okay, or the one that transforms you, into a handgun? Rain Man from... <laughs> Transformers. Can I finish? Is it Megatron oh. from uh, Beast Wars, who is, la, might la, be a different la. Megatron, but he changes into a dinosaur? Maud, it's time for me and you to hang out together alone. There you go. Talk to Maud. <laughs> you see what she thinks about Megatron. I'm slowly going insane. No. Can I tell, finish telling you why yeah, What it's about, about Megatron? Megatron? Okay. So it's about becoming a mother and about her son who is obsessed with Megatron sure. and how he thinks Megatron is a superhero but she talks about how she's actually the superhero because of what happened to her body during childbirth. So Megatron's a bad guy. What's she talking about? Well, <laughs> you have to listen to the poetry. Okay. Because our son likes Megatron too. Megatron's a villain. He's not a superhero. Oh, well. You shouldn't have mean Optimus Prime. Yeah, maybe. No, but it's called Megatron. 
I'm sure it's called Megatron. I don't know. Maybe she's referring to Optimus Prime because Optimus Prime was originally uh, a worker oh, called it's Orion. Megatron. He was called Orion Pax, and then he was transformed into the leader of the Autobot Resistance. And he's the last Prime. He got the Matrix of Leadership. But Megatron, sorry, go on. <laughs> what can you tell me about this poem about Megatron? <laughs> so annoying. I don't know how Collins is going to edit my rage out <laughs> this episode. Good luck. Something that I have to talk about that is, you know, of immediate importance. Yeah. I have found out this week that I part my hair on the side and it's wrong like and it makes nerd. me old. It makes me old and not cool. No, your face makes you old. <laughs> your hair just hey. accents it. Okay, yeah, well, 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 well. But I just didn't know. Look, I've ne- look, I have to say, full disclaimer, I've never been cool. It's never been my forte. Mm. Never. Not even in primary school. Not even in high school. Not for a minute. Just it was never in my radar. That's cool. I've have I ever been cool? I think if I have to think about it, I probably haven't been cool. <laughs> what do we got? No, hang on. Oh, I have to talk about oh, this back. That means I can part my hair in the middle again. No, no, no. Yeah, I've got See, my hair long. Saying, okay, I wanted to, you were saying you weren't cool and I am going to tell you right now, you were sort of in a coolish group. I, on the other hand, was nowhere near being cool. I was not. I wasn't even cool adjacent. I was I was bottom tier. And that's cool because, like, you know how I know I was bottom tier? Because somebody told you. Because my favourite novel in Year 9 was Isabel Carmody and I got put into the advanced English class where I had to go and do a presentation for, with year t- for the Year 10s in their English class, like they put me into their English class. And I was so thrilled about it. I didn't. I got up and did this whole presentation on Isabel Carmody's novel *Over Newton*, and I had thought that everyone would know what I was talking about when I made jokes about the main character because clearly everyone should have read *Especially in Year Over 10. Newton* by Isabel Carmody. I know exactly. I did of not course, know no one had bloody read it, and so there was just like silence. And as I was reading my little nerdy report. My little heart just like sunk into my shoes. Yeah, and you know what yeah. happened? To all those girls are all dead. <laughs> Listen, anyway, it's and fine. That's fine. The I'm thing fine is, like, who cool. wants to peek at school? Anybody I know who peeks at school is a piece of shit, and they're not <laughs> doing anything. They are doing literally nothing. They because they went, this is it. I'm on the fuck. I'm on the track. But because everything comes easy, so you don't have to try. You're either good looking or you're cool and whatever. And then. That shit doesn't mean anything in the real world. I mean, it helps to be, like, good-looking. I think it does. But, like, if you're just an obnoxious, cool person, guess what? No one gives a fuck. People just think you're an asshole. It doesn't matter. It doesn't mean anything. If you're cool and snarky and mean, people fucking hate you. They don't care. That's why you see those friendship groups. You know, we know people like... They all marry each other. They all marry each other, all the cool groups. And they stay... Because you had girls at your school... Who had a school reunion adjacent to your school reunion because they they wanted to they didn't agree with certain things that were going on. It's like no one gives a fuck. No, it wasn't even that. Nobody cares. It was my ten year school reunion, which I didn't go to because why the hell would I want to relive the hell that was? You could do your report again. (laughs) On my own, the Over Newton Chronicles, which I stand by, was an excellent series. Anyway, so dystopian, you would love it. Yeah, I would. Anyway. Um, no, so my school reunion was organised. It was like 10-year reunion. I didn't go. But I bumped into an, an old friend I went to school with and she was like, oh, did you hear that the cool group in inverted commas boycotted the 10-year reunion <laughs> and made their own one that only the cool people in inverted commas could go 
That's so fucking lame. <laughs> that is the lamest thing I've oh, ever I heard. I can't defeat the purpose of oh the reunion God. because that's basically their weekend every Saturday, I'm assuming. It's so I don't sad. even know. Look, anyway, I don't want to look that's everyone's lives. So, like I like I hear that and I'm like, that's that is grim. Like it's not even like like you you're an idiot, obviously, all of those oh, people. No, they are. It's fine. I don't want to say that. No. They are. I'm saying it. I don't know any of these we people. We just were talking like, about radical empathy and oh now we're telling God. people they're But they just mean like we're the cool school reunion. Guess what? No one gives a fuck. That's <laughs> anyway, so Look, but that's also, dumb. that's also life, right? Like life is hard and becoming an adult is hard and people's like different points in where they saw themselves being and, you know, their friendship groups, all that stuff. Go for your life. If they want to have their reunion... Great. I don't have to go to either of them and I'm very happy. Yeah. All I'm saying is, James, I thought that I had a pretty, you know, up with it haircut. Oh, uh, yeah. You, I, thought, I always thought you did. I did too. Turns out, no. Turns out it's totally lame. Yeah, well, look. It's you, middle age. You can't. Okay, so now I have to part my hair in the middle, but I have a big forehead and it looks ridiculous. You've got a big forehead, mate. I was my my face me... is like eighty percent forehead. The mo- see, I think the problem with this is the moment that I discovered the side part, I really felt like it came into my own. And then I had the realization this week that that makes me the same as those people that I used to make fun of who were stuck in the eighties with their eighties hair, yeah. and now they're in their fifties, the but they've got a look don't from the eighties. Chase trends; it'll destroy you. Just do what you think looks good and don't don't be chasing like hey, age James. appropriate trends because you're gonna be ending up looking ridiculous. <laughs> do you know? Well, no, well, I don't yeah, I know. However, I, but that I am sure but that same advice could be applied to people who are still wearing their mullets from the eighties. Yeah. No, I mean there's a difference so between I think having a mullet. Now, I'm I don't really know. Confused. There's a difference between like having a mullet. Still, and not like a new mullet, as in you're a person who had a mullet and still has a mullet. Also, God bless you if you've still got that hair. You should have a mullet <laughs> if you had a mullet in the 80s. All respect. Yeah, but like, honestly, just do whatever, man. Like, do whatever you want. Yeah. Actually, that that is the main thing, isn't it? Okay, you've made me and feel better. And then when better. you go back, go to your 20-year school reunion, which, by the way, mine is this year. <laughs> Jesus, you're so yeah, old. Yeah, I'm so old. <laughs> I'm going to dye my head jet black and they're going to be like, this guy looks exactly the all same. All right. We have rambled for way too, too long. long. I'm well, so sorry. Okay, please cut all this out. Collins, what nonsense. Uh, put this up top if you could. <laughs> Hi. Uh, we're going to ramble for like 12 to 13 minutes about uh, school reunions and being cool and side parts and whatever. <laughs> and so, middle parts, which is what I should have been doing yeah, yeah, my yeah, whole yeah. life. But if you could, no. there's a time code if you want to skip to the actual content. But look, if you want to hear us like talk about how cool we are, it's worth school. <laughs> then you're going to love it. All right. So, but this week I'm talking about Sentimental in the City with Caroline O'Donoghue and my favourite Dolly Alderton from the Hilo podcast. Awesome. Uh, mm. Yes, and I talked about it in my newsletter and I'm going to talk about it here because it is just pure joy. It's unadulterated fandom for the show that was Sex in the City. And they talk about each of the character arcs and also because they're both writers, they talk about it from the perspective of the writer's room because the writer's room of Sex and the City was made up of mostly young single women who lived in Manhattan at the time. Yeah, right. And so a lot of the characters are based on their real lives, which ah, I think is why. Is that why it feels like for the most part real? Yes. By the movies feel like absolute shit. Oh, God, shit. I don't know. And they're, they're going to do the first movie and just like skim over the second movie because as really diehard fans of the Sex and the City will feel. The first movie is fine. It's like, fine. It's just the whatever. second movie is a train wreck and horribly racist and awful. It's also not even true to the characters because at right. the start, who's, who's, who are the two gay characters that, they, um, that they're friends with who get married at the start? Anthony and... 
the other one, the bald guy. And there's an episode where they, because there's an episode specifically where they go to hook them up, right? Is, I've Stanford. Seen, Stanford. Stanford. Yeah, I've seen every episode of Sex in the City. What of it? But um, <laughs> and and the point made in that episode is like, just because we're two gay guys doesn't mean that we're instantly going to like hit it off. You know what I mean? Exactly. Which I think is absolutely and then fair that, enough. And then that movie opens up with those guys getting married, and I'm like, what the fuck is happening? Yeah. And then from there, it just gets worse. And they and bring worse Aiden and worse. back in, and he's got a family, and they ruin him because he cheats on his mm, wife, which is so not in character. This just, is not. That's okay, what Aiden would can do. Can we just stop, please? The whole <laughs> sorry, point sorry, of this sorry. is this sorry. wonderful sentimental piece about how incredible the writing is, you're and right? now you're bringing in this We're horrible loving movie fandom. that. There is so much in that show that is just so mm. well done and the writing is so great. And there's obviously episodes that aren't great and are problematic, but in general. How can Carrie meet a Tinder date when there's the coronavirus? <laughs> oh, my God, I can't wait for relevant social issues. Oh, goodness, and lots incredible. of soft, soft focus camera work. Oh, they need to pull back on that. What is going on this filter? Like it's just yeah, it's out of control. Really yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, look, I think... Um, Should kill big, though. Give them that heart attack that they've been threatening. Oh, God. Kill him dead, mate. Have it on screen. No, I'd love it. Oh, my God, no. I'd love it. Anyway. And another thing I want to throw out there to people, the new series of Sex in the City called... And now look at fucking and this. just like that. Yeah, just like that. It's... um. Do you want... Would people be interested in us doing, like, weekly recaps as, like, a separate episode for this? Like, and put it in the feed. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because we're both fans. We've both seen every episode. In a way, I'm a bigger fan and I'm more of a <laughs> feminist. So I think my take is unique in a way that Claire's is not. Uh, so, yeah, let us know and maybe <laughs> we'll do it. And even if you don't want us to do it, we can still do it and you don't have to listen to it. <laughs> no, because we'll probably do it at home anyway. That's right. <laughs> well, 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 well. Well, 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 well. It isn't another podcast. It's another podcast, a suggestible podcast. That's, That's right. the podcast we're on the podcast. Do you consider this a beautiful day for podcasting? I thought you were going to say, do I consider this a beautiful podcast? And my answer is, yeah. <laughs> Can a podcast be considered beautiful? Yeah, well, this is a thing because it's an audio medium. I think beautiful Are you is saying not only that, visual. Yeah, that's James what I'm saying. James, beauty is not only I, That's what deep. I'm saying. I, I was saying that. Don't turn this on me. All right. That would okay. imply if somebody cannot see something, it is not beautiful. Well, I can Do you see not consider you. the wind a beautiful thing? <laughs> you know I do. Do you not consider a rainbow when you've got your eyes shut a beautiful thing? <laughs> well, I don't, what do you mean? You're confusing me. I see rainbows with my own eyeballs. You know what song I love? What's that? Red and yellow and pink and green. That song straight up purple sucks. Purple and orange and blue. I can see a rainbow. That's a really good song. No, it's not. Anyway, enough diddle daddle fiddle faddle. Thank God. Enough chippity choppity lippity loppity. <laughs> good. Enough squiggity wiggity. This is Just for Podcast. My name is Claire. James is here also. We are Hello. married and we recommend you things to watch, read and listen to. That's right. And if uh, there's yes. even the hint of a song, Claire will sing that song sometimes in its entirety. So just be aware <laughs> of that going forward. I, If life could be a musical. It would be an absolute shaboom. hell. Oh, if oh life could God. be a dream. Not even shaboom, the same shaboom. song. Like it wasn't even <laughs> close. I sometimes people have said that they re, I remind them of a Sesame Street character because <laughs> you're Just a fucking like, Muppet. <laughs> oh, wow! Ouch! That hurt my feelings. If you weren't so grey, I would feel sorry for myself. But I don't think you have anything to be saying to anybody, Mister Grey Man. You're probably right. You told me yesterday that you went to the gym and you worked out. <laughs> 
and the trainer filmed you. Yeah, which said, I do not care for, quite frankly. <laughs> no, and then what happened? Then you said, "Oh no, I look like some." I just, just... thought I look like some old guy. And he goes, "No, it's inspirational." <laughs> it's like, like I'm some fucking. <laughs> which I know is like supposed to be a compliment, man. but it's like, which is also fifty is not that old. But, no, it's really. But not. just like, no, nah, even someone like you could do it. So. <laughs> But let's flip it around. On the positive, you lifted a really, really, really heavy thing. I certainly did. And it was really, really, it really impressive. Heavy. Correct. And as a result, I'm more muscular than ever somehow. Somehow. Yeah. Who knows? And you have to comment on it every day. Every day. Every goddamn every day. Every goddamn day because you are beautiful. Even and, if you and can't see me. full circle, maybe not like this podcast. That's right. Who knows? Should we do our first recommendations? We absolutely should. Do you want to kick us off? La 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 la. You had to put your la 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 la. La 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 la. Do 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 do. Put in my heart, fill the run. Welcome to Suggestible, the uh, show where Claire will sing at you even if you don't want to. But at least you don't have to live with it every day like I do. And James will make a kombucha, or not make. You would never make. make anything, but you will uh. drink a kombucha any day of the week. Mm-hmm. Your feet liquid that why, you enjoy. Why would I make a kombucha when I could buy it? Do you know that kombucha comes from this thing that's kind of like a jello-like bacteria substance called like scaly or something? Everything's gross and poisonous or whatever. Yeah, well, I'll Google you a picture of kombucha. It's not going to help. Bacteria. I don't care. I've seen it. I don't give a shit. All right. It's probably good for you. This is a Justable Podcast. We, re- we recommend you stuff to watch, read and listen to. I'm Claire. James is also... We are married and let's bloody get this show on the proverbial road. I agree. Am I right? Why don't you tell me what you've been watch reading or listening to? No, I'm busy. I'm Googling kombucha. All right, well, while you're doing <laughs> you do that, it first. I'll start. And I um, won't listen to you. I'm going to talk about the Fear Street trilogy. Are you familiar with the Fear Street books? No. There are some A.L. Stein books that started in the very late 80s. Oh, and how early, do I not know that? Because I love Goosebumps. 90s. Yeah, so what they... The reason you might not have read them is because as Goosebumps were taking off, that was the age that you were and these were like for old kids. So there was like more gore and horror and terror and people being murdered and stuff, right? So all three of these movies were directed by Lee uh, Janiak. Janiak? I don't know, but anyway, which is an incredible feat because it's three. I'm interrupting you. Just look at that. It's called Scoby. Care. It's bacteria that in a jar. That just looks like, a, yeah, it looks like a like a chocolate mousse or something. What are you insane? It's look at this yeah, one. Yeah, it looks it's like a tiramisu. Like mold sitting on the top of it. It's like it's like it's disgusting. Okay. Anyway, you eat yogurt. What do you think yogurt is? Yeah, good point. Sorry, continue. So it's yeah. So she managed to direct these three movies back to back, and they're all interwoven, right? Again, based on the R.L. Stein books of the same name. The overall story centers around teenagers who work to break the curse that has been over their city for hundreds of years. So the idea was initially, again, shoot these back to back, which again is incre- like it's incredible. It's a really difficult thing to do. Movie tr- movie trilogies I tried could every shoot now and then. shoot you in the then. back if you like. What? You said shoot back to back. If you're going to interrupt, <laughs> it has to be a good joke, Claire. The rule is if you're going to derail, I guess it can be annoying, which I guess this is. The joke you have—is it taking you this? I mean, we're nearly up to hundred episodes. I don't know how many we've I done. Part, I think this is one hundred and one. Oh God, we didn't do anything fun for it or anything. No, we did a great show, and that's fun. <laughs> Was it? I don't think it's a hundred. Surely, I'm pretty sure it is. All right, well, right in. Let us know what's a hundred. 
<laughs> I'm good. I'm on Big at, Sandwich, no, Rob it's Collins. Like 78. Rob Collins has been. No, no it's your, your numbering system is wrong because Collins has been numbering them in Big Sandwich and we're over 100. Oh, shit. Yeah, oh, shit. <laughs> if I'd known it was 100, I would have done something fun. I wouldn't. I'm glad I knew and I didn't say anything. You so, um. Were. Anyways, yeah, so the first one's set in 1994, second one's set in 1978, and the third one's set in uh, 1666. Ooh, and step so back in time. You get some characters. All our confusion when nothing is new and there's nothing to it. I will leave. Step you think back I might in R.L. Stein. <laughs> What's happening? I don't. I said step back in R.L. Stein. Oh, very good. <laughs> I will leave the room. I will leave. You think I won't? I will literally leave the room and not come back and that will be the show. And it will be a lesson to everybody, to you and to everybody listening who encourages your nonsense and shenanigans. I'm not here for it. Why is the line now is that you'll leave the room? You just keep doing that. You've done that a couple of times. Everyone knows you don't really mean it. Just try me. (laughs) See if I see what happens. No, Anybody who listens to my more successful show, The Weekly Planet, knows that I run on pure spite. I know. I've been married to you for many years. I I I know you run on pure spite. I know that you will hold like a grudge against someone for so many years that they will have forgotten about the whole incident and then you will get I could walk out and just not do the show again. (laughs) Just pure spite. (laughs) Even though I enjoy doing it, I'll be like, no, I'm just not going to do it because I know it makes somebody else slightly more unhappy. (laughs) Well, not even. Just a little bit unhappy. I'll wear that. Okay, fine. Anyway, so. Just, just before you continue, can you at least acknowledge that my wonderful joke, step back in Narl Stein. <laughs> okay, that's pretty good. That's a pretty good joke. <laughs> just came out of nowhere. It was really it you're, surprised you're me. I don't know, okay, continue. I don't know where these ideas come from. Um, I, okay, I'm going to stop you right there, Sonny Bob. Mm. I've had a lot of vegetables today, so I'm sorry about the general smell in the studio. I smell anything. <laughs> All right, okay. Well, how colleagues get that out. No one needs to know. <laughs> I guess. Well, I don't know why you said it, man. I don't know either. I wasn't, even if I was, I wouldn't have brought that I'm up because I'm a gentleman. Silly I can tell. I had a fistful of chocolate chips before we started. <laughs> a fistful? <laughs> and there's only, the only chocolate in our house because we all otherwise will eat it. Yeah. Is some chocolate I chips some ter- I bought for baking. I got some terrible protein bars. I know, they're awful. Anyway, so mm. I just get jammed a fistful in. No, I don't want to eat one of those. Yeah. A rocky road. Oh no, I don't like. No, I'm not into it. I just want regular chocolate chip, chip, cooking chips. Anyway, anyway, where was I going with this? I, I don't know. Remember. I'm on my phone, so you keep going till you're finished, and then I'll. Uh, no, and then I'll come back. No, I'm really. I'm interested. No, please don't. Do I'm this. interested. I'm listening. Please, you're so annoying. Oh, don't, am I? Don't go on your phone. <laughs> am I now? You know how I hate that. You know how I hate that. <laughs> <laughs> I hate that. Sorry. Go on. Um, you ate some chocolate and you're farting up a storm. Go I, I didn't say farting. I just said it smelt a bit. <laughs> what I else had would a have lot been? of vegetables today. <laughs> What's happening? Do you know vegans and vegetarians fart a lot? Everybody farts. Are, yeah, I know. I had this exact conversation with my son today who keeps trying to shock me by saying like poo and fart jokes and I just <laughs> keep going deadpan back at him. Yeah, everybody farts, everybody poos. And then I like kill the joke. But now, oh, bruh, yeah, yeah. Yeah, for him. But not for us because it's endlessly amusing. Mm, great. Cool. Okay. Can I talk about mine now? Sure. Uh, that was really boring. But what's next? <laughs> <laughs> Let me 
being so, I'm so sorry. Let's be nice to each other. No, again. this is the tone. You've said it. And I'm this close to walking out, Claire. Now, what have you got? All right, I'll, I'll be nice now. Do you remember Midnight Chicken, James, the book, the recipe book that I talk about a lot that I love? Do I remember that book you never stopped talking Ella about? Ella Bridger. Yeah, well, I bloody love her. Anyway, she's written a poetry book. Well, not written. It's an anthology oh. of poetry. It's called Set Me on Fire. Don't say poetry. Or I can hear in your brain what I you're going to do. I would never Jimmy say Jam, I think that. James over there. I don't say anything. I've never said anything. All right. Anyway, it's a beautiful anthology of a lot of poetry that you may not have heard of. Oh. Which is really lovely. Which would be all of it. <laughs> Go on. Anyway, it's you a gotta... collection of fresh, vibrant voices from poets all over the globe, both living and dead, with an intuitive, accessible, feelings-first format. These po- are poems for the moments when you really need to know that someone else has been there too. So the po- there's poems about eating and kissing and having too many feelings, about being outside and inside and loving someone so much you think you might die. Oh, my Save God, I'm overwhelmed by being inside. I've got so many feelings. I'm going to go outside. Oh, my God, my feelings are also that's too much out here. I'm Maybe really... I'll just stand in the doorway. Oh, there we go. The perfect balance. Sorry, They're about breakups and getting back together and, oh, God, it's complicated. Don't ask me moments. They're about wanting and waiting and having, about grieving and life after death and the end of the world. They are, in other words, about being alive, James. Sounds amazing. Was that a poem or was that just like a description? <laughs> no, that's just a description from the oh, website. Wow. But I wanted to read it out because I felt like you would Im- immediately hate it. My brain shot off when you started doing <laughs> that. Right. I thought it was, I didn't, that's why I couldn't tell it was a poem. Mm. It's not a poem. You're going to read one? No, I'm not going to read one. What are you recommending this book for then? Because it's really great and I think it would make a really good gift for Mother's Day if you're in Australia and uh, Sunday is Mother's Day. Mm. So there you go. Yeah, right. yeah, yeah. That's it. Your turn. That's incredible. I love poetry. Thank you for sharing that beautiful (laughs) book description with us. Really, it was very moving. Um, Last one I've got. Cool. All right. Cool. All right, so I watched a documentary from 2019. It's on Apple TV Plus television uh, channel. <laughs> Why did you say it like ah, that? I don't know what it's called. <laughs> but it's also the directorial debut of Bryce Dallas Howard, who people might know uh, more commonly for acting. Mm-hmm. Uh, she was in a, a one episode of Black Mirror. She heads up the Jurassic World franchise, running around in heels. Ah, uh, yes, yes. She's in the best Spider-Man film, Spider-Man 3. Uh, not the best, but, you know, she's she's good in it. Is she also in an episode of, you said that, of Black Mirror? Yes. You did say that It's already. about where everybody's... <laughs> Ranking each other on a phone. Yeah, yeah, I always remember that because I feel like that's uh, very similar to the Uber ratings. Yes, that was the idea. You got the subtext. Well done. (laughs) Shut up. (laughs) I am nothing if not very clever. What if society, what if technology too far? Yeah. He stopped making it. What's his name? Charlie Brooker was like, everything's too sad. I'm going to stop making Black yeah, Mirror. because we actually yeah. feel like we're living in well, a Black these, Mirror. Yeah, there's I Black know. Mirror knockoffs and I don't care for it. But um, anyway, so this documentary is about dads around the world. So it's like stay-at-home dads, single dads, immunocompromised dads, same-sex parents, uh, dads with sick kids, and it kind of jumps from story to story about dads that not always but uh, more often than not in kind of un- uncommon or – what wouldn't be seen as traditional roles, do you know what I mean, in um, yeah. uh, in family roles. And it kind of explores that. And the whole thing is, is intercut with celebrities, famous people, uh, telling kind of their stories just to camera about what it's like to be a dad and, and their experiences uh, of it. So it's got like Judd Apatow, Jimmy Fallon, Kenan Thompson, Conan O'Brien, Will Smith, 
So it's it's really interesting now it kind of um I think both sections work and it's kind of balanced really well because it's like, yeah, celebrities are funny and whatever and they'll do a little joke and whatever, but then it cuts to like a real thing of like there's a guy in Japan who got sick so he decided to stay home and look after his kids and then he got better and then he was like, I'm just going to do this, which is really uncommon. Like, uh, Yeah, it's especially not really in Japan. Yeah. They've got really traditional roles. Women mm. basically do the bulk of all of the child raising. Yeah, there. but he's like, I love it and um, and I will and I will never go back and this is something I find really fulfilling and he's like now I'm much more sillier and all these kinds of things. And oh. it's just, yeah, it's interesting because it looks at, you know, it it's not, doesn't take aim at like traditional stuff by any stretch, but it just shows that like you can have, you know, more involvement if, if you want to, do you know what I mean? Which is yeah. which is also depending on your circumstances. There's a lot of people they do visit, it's like I'm so tired and, you know, it's you know, a difficult <laughs> yeah, situation really and, hard, yeah. and whatever. So that's, that's definitely a, a part of it. Uh, there's a few really great uh, quotes uh, from it, which I'll, I'll, I'll just mention a couple of my favourites. Uh, Jimmy Kimmel on the birth of um, on his wife giving birth. I think I said this to you, where it's like she she's Batman and and you're not even Robin. You're one of the tires on the Batmobile. <laughs> That's quite funny because you do you just feel helpless, just standing there. Like everybody in the room has a role, like except you. Do you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, you I just kind of stand before. there and you hold your hand and you like say good job and whatever. But it's like, yeah, that's that's you know that's all you can kind of do, and you you, you kind of feel like a moron being there. But um, <laughs> but you you but also you want to be there at least. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I didn't feel like you were a tire on the Batmobile. I, no, well, you were doing your own thing, so I don't think I was the concern. But we've talked about this story <laughs> before. It's really funny. A friend of mine who's a teacher, um, a woman that he works with, was telling the story about how when she was uh, when she was in the middle of labour, I might have I might have told this on here, but who cares? Uh, the nurse handed <laughs> him like a, a, a cloth, like a, a damp cloth, to kind of you know to to mop her brow. <laughs> And he goes, oh, thank you. And he wipes his own face. <laughs> and she's like, never, like, like let yeah. me forget it. <laughs> Which is so funny. But also I can see, like, in the moment it's so stressful, stressful, you know what I mean? And, like, I yeah. can see how you would, you just, you'll kind of lose track of, because I remember yeah. the last kid that, that we had or you had was a cesarean, if you're comfortable with me saying yeah, this. Yeah, it's fine, yeah. And, I, and I'm coming into the room and they're like, okay, she's around this way. And there's just this, like, Look like a circus tent in the middle of the room, and there's just tarps everywhere, and there's <laughs> nurses and doctors, and I didn't even know where the fuck you were, like among it, <laughs> like they're leading me around, and I'm like, I don't even know where I'm going, and it's like one room, <laughs> and they're like guiding me by the elbow, just like, and I'm like, what, what's happening, kind of thing. I just remember because I was lying down. Yeah, all I could see is like blue sheets and uh, the doctors are all talking to me and then I just see your head pop up in a shower cap. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> just like, hi. Hey, it's me, I'm and here. You, <laughs> and you had that look on your face where where you always do when things are really terrible but you're trying to be really upbeat and you were like, yeah. hey, hey, how are you doing? And I looked yeah. at you. But, but what I wanted to say about the whole Batmobile <laughs> tyre thing was that it's interesting that you feel like that because there is no like the idea when the pandemic hit, the idea that you couldn't be there. Yeah. Oh no, I'm gonna cry. Made me terrified mm. because you are the person that keeps me calm and makes me feel centered and grounded and safe. Even when I'm like, hey, <laughs> yeah, even too. Look at your little dumb face. <laughs> Not dumb, just beautiful. Yeah. I just I'm gonna cry because it those moments, 
your I'm at my most vulnerable and mm. they're really can be frightening. I know women have really positive experiences too, but for me they were both times were frightening in different yeah. ways and you being there was the only face I wanted to see mm. other than the professionals. <laughs> yes, of course. <laughs> but like genuinely it, yeah, meant, oh, it meant the world to me that you were there. Well, yeah, because you got someone who's, you know, can go into bat for you, I guess, you know. Oh, but yeah. also – but. You can't underestimate. I was speaking to a midwife recently who said one of the major things for women when they're giving birth is that they feel safe. Yeah. And you make me feel safe. Oh, cool. And I um, (laughs) – But anyway, so, yeah, so even though you might feel like you're – what is that saying? Useless as tits on a ball or something. I know for so many of my friends and for me anyway, you there as my person – just and holding my hand, even though at the time it might seem like I'm not even noticing because I'm just in excruciating <laughs> pain, was the thing that kept me going. Like a magician story. show. <laughs> yeah, totally. That's what happened the second yeah. time. Jesus, I'm tough. <laughs> I know. That's amazing. Like I don't know how you did it twice in two different and equally terrifying scenarios. <laughs> yeah, it was crazy. I just remember being on my phone out the front and then they're like, because I saw the room and it was like an empty room and I'm like, and then they're like, just sit here. And I'm like, yeah, yeah, cool. And so I'm just on my phone as they're like tying you down to the bed or whatever they do. <laughs> yeah. And then coming in and I'm just like, oh, shit, this is the room. I didn't even re- – this just looked like an empty room. I didn't realise that this was the room. I just didn't expect it. This is where it. it's happening. Yeah. This is where my wife's being sawn in half. Yeah. Yeah, wow. God. Mm. Yeah, well, that documentary sounds amazing. I just – we had a great chat after you Yeah, it's it, cool. Actually. I really liked it, yeah. This reminds me I'll, – I'll tell one of my favourite teaching stories, even though it's like got nothing to do with this. But I just it, – it just always stuck with me. I, I taught this kid uh, a few years back when I was teaching and he was great. He was just like a real like odd duck kind of kid. And, you know, he had friends and stuff or whatever, but he was, he was a nice kid and he had like fun ideas and he was like a bit dark and a bit weird, but he was, it was cool. I really, I, he was interesting and that's what I liked about him. Someone had died, someone's parent had died or something. I can't remember. So you got to do like a grief thing, you know what I mean, where you might talk about death and what it means and if you've experienced anything like that, et cetera, and so forth. Anyway, he goes, he puts his hand up and he goes, and he kind of talked like this. He was like, when, when I was, when I was little, uh, when I was a baby, uh, a, a man, I was in my grandma's house and a man climbed into the window <laughs> and murdered my grandma. And, and, and now I'm worried he's going to come back and murder me. And I'm like, what the Excuse me? And I, I'm like, okay, I'm going to – I'll just like put a pin in that. Like I can't, I can't just be like, do you want to fucking elaborate on that? What do you mean? Your grandma was murdered? What are you, Harry Potter? What the fuck are we talking about? Uh, anyway, so before I got a chance to speak to the parents, so now the kids must have told – like gone home and told the mum because that's something you ring for and be like, hey – what the fuck's up with this thing? Did this thing happen? And they came in and they're like, his his mum, his grandma wasn't murdered. Like, I don't know why he said she's that. She's still alive. She's still alive. <laughs> I'm like, and she's like, I'm so sorry. And I'm like, we don't know, like, why he's, and I'm like, he's fine. He's great. You don't need to, like, you honestly, you don't need to worry about it. He's like a nice kid. Because I think that other kid who was, like, quite sporty and, like, like, like you'd expect from, like, more than, I guess, for lack of a better word, normal. 
and he was like a bit of an odd bod. But that again, that's why I liked him. And just just the like, we don't know why he's like this. But like, like fucking relax. He's all right. Don't worry, man. He'll be all right. <laughs> and he probably is. And that's the thing, though, right? Like at the end of the day, be so bloody boring if we're all different. Yeah, if we're all the same. Yeah, the the thing you said. Yeah, exactly. You know, like. I wonder what, like, I don't know why he said that. Like, there was no, like, lead up, which is why I'm like, is this true? Like, because it just came out of the blue. I don't know what, like, why he said it. (laughs) And he looked like it happened. Like, his face, (laughs) like, he really sold it. Oh, God. But that's the, that's the cool thing about being a kid. Everything is so vivid. Yeah. For you. You know, like it's so vivid and there's a line between what's real and what isn't that is quite blurry. Mm. And that line you're kind of walking where things are in your imagination but maybe they're real or maybe yeah. they're not and you sort of know they're not but maybe that. I just love that time in your life. And mm. speaking to kids when they're in that is just so cool. Yeah. Because they blur things and I just love it and they make me giggle. Anyway, he's a great kid. I loved him. What a legend. Bing bong, a big, big, big bong, but a bong. Wow, there's some big, big monks this week. <laughs> I'm bringing them back by popular request. Apparently, people love them so much, James. You got one message. Let's calm down. <laughs> there's another person oh, that seconded the motion, and therefore I will do them in perpetuity forever. I appreciate a commitment to a dumb thing. That's what I'm all about. <laughs> well, uh, well, you know, I've made a commitment to a dumb thing. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, he laughed. Well, it was good. It was a good joke. <laughs> Do you know what gets me every time? And hello, listeners. This is Suggestible, a podcast where we recommend you things to watch, read, and listen to. My name is Claire. James is here also. We are married. What up? And now I'm going to continue with the banter. Yes. Because <laughs> I got that out of the way. I love when we're sitting around the kitchen table and we play that game where we have to try and make the other person laugh and the first person to laugh obviously loses. And the rules are that you have to stare at the person's face. You cannot make any Sounds? Yes. Yes. You just have to do a... You just have to do a face thing. And I can make you laugh every, every time. bloody I've, time. I don't think I've ever won one. I know. Why is that? Because you look fucking strange. <laughs> I do. I have really frightening face. <laughs> I really do. I, mean, I can manipulate into pretty terrifying uh, uh, facial structure. Shapes. Stru- shapes. Yeah, it's very Sesame Street-esque, I feel, my face. Mm. Just kind of morphs. I look very different from different angles. I had a lot of time to think in lockdown about the sure. different angles of my face. Do you ever see a photo of yourself and you're like, Jesus. Yes, all the time. Walk around like that. <laughs> what are you talking like about? That? You look like a very fit, regular man. With I look my... a million years old. <laughs> you do not. Yeah. You do not. The only thing that makes you look old is your graying hair and aging face. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, but like, I'm, I, with my hair as well, it's like, it's like 20 years beyond what it should be. Of my yeah. age, you know what I mean? I mean, to be fair, you started going at f- grey at 14, so yeah, really exactly. it's doing pretty well. I guess. All things considered. Whoa. Sorry, it's our daughter. Bing bong, bing bong, bing bing bong. Mm. <laughs> it's suggestible time, everybody. So there is. Hello, James. How are you? Love life. How are you? Oh, it's a lie. He's dead inside, guys. It's He's hit rock bottom this week. Have I? No, that's me. This is, oh, okay, I was going to say. <laughs> Just projecting. I live down you. here, mate. I live in the I live in the filth of rock bottom. <laughs> You're like the troll that lives under the bridge in the um the Billy Goat Gruff story. Mm. And everyone's walking across the bridge and you're like, I wanna eat you and then I'm gonna live under the bridge again. <laughs> and people are like, excuse me? Like, sorry. <laughs> sorry. This really happened today, actually. That's why we bring it up. I, I hide under a local bridge and I come out, I'm like, ah! 
Patrol. <laughs> Sorry, what? And everyone's like up at the shops and you're like like a 38-year-old man. Yep. Walking by and they're like, oh, it's the local troll. Look at this guy. And you're like, uh, also I'll just have some apples, please. Just some like, apples, please. Just some fruit. Thanks. <laughs> also, I need a loaf of bread. <laughs> oh, I don't take a loaf of bread. Yeah. Oh, look, what we, if what you we... dress as a troll, no judgment. <laughs> what are we doing this week? <laughs> oh, yes. This is just for On pod. the show that we do. Yes, I have to explain the show okay. to listeners. Who are, This is the, your first episode. And if it is, I'm so sorry. This intro has been terrible. Never you... apologize. <laughs> That's my motto. As the local troll. <laughs> We have to distinguish as well. We don't mean troll as in online person that like insults no. everybody. No, no, no. We no. mean the green goblin-esque character. Is they green with big they ears? Generally green. Yes. Yeah. Anyway, enough of this troll nonsense. <laughs> <laughs> this is a Jetsville Pod, a podcast where we recommend you things to watch, read, and listen to. I am Claire James here also. We are married. And that's about it. If you want something else, sure. turn off now. <laughs> don't. We need every... Support every piece of support that we every can get. Every goddamn. And if listen. you disappear, I will find where you live and I'll hide under the bridge near you near your house. <laughs> and when you come past, I will demand that you resubscribe to this podcast. I just had this really funny idea of this like troll on holiday. And yeah. it's just you. I'm in a Hawaiian looking. shirt. I got a little briefcase, or a little suitcase, like, or whatever. On wheels, taking yourself photos yeah. under all different bridges. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> just not getting sun. Just sitting under a bridge. Yeah, but in different locations. Different locations. Yeah. Anyways, Claire, what are you suggesting this week on the show, Ooh. Suggesting Bulls? All right, I'm really excited. I've been waiting for this for a while. Oh, my God, this so, book. A- as you know, I am now on a campaign to get the partners of the people that listen to this show better presents. I understand. Yeah. <laughs> Correct. So I'm suggesting things that I like as presents in the hope that maybe your partner is similar to me. <laughs> Can I just say this is unfair because that means that I can't get you these presents. Oh, no, mostly they're things that I've already bought myself. Okay, Or good. you've bought me. So I'm at a massive worry. disadvantage here is all I'm saying. But mm. anyway, sorry, go on. Keep your little trolley ears out. I'll be <laughs> sending some recommendations for me that I haven't bought yet. Okay. So, you know, just keep it out. Keep a little Spidey feelers out there like a little Spider-Man. Like your special video that came out this week that did. Not too shabby. No, it's through the Amazing Spider-Man. Yeah, 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 yeah. Everyone loves a Spider-Man. It's true. It's everyone loves a man in Lycra. It's true. Yeah. I mean, you got to have the legs for it. It's kind of like, it's not one of those things you just throw on, you know what I mean? But sorry, go on. What do you, you need slim legs or muscular legs? It's slim legs. All right, you'd be fine then. I'd be fine. Yeah, my legs, legs would be fine, but the rest of me, I don't know whether it, <laughs> it would work. You look great in Lycra. We'll Let's talk out. about this off show. <laughs> All right. No, I'm joking. I'm joking, everyone. Calm down. She's not joking. <laughs> That's, yeah, anyway. Hey, everybody. We're going to be talking about the Tooth Fairy and Santa and all these other things. If you've got kids in the car, we don't want to know any of the secrets. Do you know what I mean? So uh, and also, there's a times code below. Correct. We also talk for a long time, so I'm going to introduce the show now. We're Suggestible Podcast, a podcast where we talk about many things and review things. I'm Claire. James is here also. We are married. And for some reason today, we rant about the Tooth Fairy for a long time. That's right. On with the show. Mm-hmm. Jim Jam, I have a surprise for you. Oh, no. This doesn't sound good. You'll like it. You'll like it a lot. I don't like surprises and I don't like anything, <laughs> so I don't know how this could this could pan out well. All right. I fixed your basketball ring for you. Did you? I did. That is a good surprise. How did you do I it? I told you. I wound the thing up and how I wound it? it all the way up. Okay, listeners, this is not interesting to anyone else. However, I will say we have a basketball ring in our backyard that has two different heights. And James got it stuck at the low height for kids. And he was like, ah, oh, shit. 
I don't know what to do about this. And then I knew it was the kind of thing that you would leave forever. It's true. And I was like, man, I only like doing really big dunks. I don't like doing these small dunks. <laughs> you know what I mean? Dunks? Yeah. When, when have you ever done a slam dunk? Well, you've never seen me, but when you go to bed, I come yeah, out and Yeah, I've never dunks. seen a lot of things. I don't see the tooth fairy either. <laughs> Just because you've never seen it doesn't mean it doesn't exist, Claire. It's called faith. It's called faith. Do you know? God, ever heard of him? Okay, we're not going to Jesus. I'm not going to existentialism right now. What I will say on the tooth fairy, our son lost a tooth yesterday. Yes, he did. He's so deadpan about it too. He just pulls it right out. Pulled it out of his head. Like, no worries. Like, it's only a little bit wobbly. He just pulls it out. Like a serial killer. I know. It's, it's really <laughs> bloody impressive in it a way. And also is. a bit terrifying. I used to let it hang on to like the very last. Yeah, me too. Yeah, like, yeah. The, like a thread. And then sometimes I do that thing where you tie the tooth to the doorknob. I tried no, I that once. That. It didn't work. I just no. banged my head on the door. <laughs> <laughs> It was really painful and silly. Anyway, Wait, yeah. so it yanked your whole head into the door. Yeah, was your tooth even loose? <laughs> yeah, but I just obviously hadn't tied it properly around my teeth. Yeah, no, like I'm... I tied it up. I don't know how you would have done that. <laughs> it's anyway. me. I've done a lot of things. I broke my own arm by doing a karate kick once. Yeah. <laughs> I fell over my own foot and broke my arm and my head. I got a hook in my eye. I broke my teeth now, on you, a brick. That's true. Okay. But, okay, look, but you always say. So you really can't believe that I would bang my head on a door. Yeah, you're right. It's a good point. <laughs> I just don't understand the logistics of it. But what you always say, I broke my arm doing a karate kick. Were you doing a karate kick or were you doing a regular kick? No, I jumped up. Okay, look, I'm not saying it looks like a karate kick, but in my mind, I jumped up to do a kick where you kick like a karate kick. We were being the, like karate kids. New book, karate kids. Were you being the Hillary Swank karate? Kid? I was also in year eight, so it was probably a little old to be uh, trying this out. Never in my too friend's old to do a karate kick room on carpet. One of the funniest <laughs> things I've ever seen. I don't think I've ever told you this. My uh, younger brother, who's now a fully grown man, uh, when, uh, the one that Mason doesn't like. Correct. Um, he, when he was a kid, he did a he did a karate kick and he put his leg up. But then he fell and he did like the full splits. <laughs> what, like four? By accident. <laughs> and he was fine. Like it was fine. It just, I just, it was just like the look of shock. Like, oh, shit. That's really hard to do. Yeah, I know. I don't think he's he so knew, long and lanky. I don't think he knew he could do it. <laughs> and he probably hasn't done it since. I wonder if he could do it now. He definitely could. It was a complete accident. Anyway, this I is... I feel like, though, oh, yeah, this is on a side note. I was telling you a quick story about the tooth fairy. So our son, the serial mm. killer, no, he's not a serial killer. He's wonderful. <laughs> he pulled his own teeth out. He's very kind and funny. Mm. Anyway, we're sitting eating breakfast and deadpan. <laughs> he said, said, I said, oh, mate, the tooth fairy came last night. And he was like, yeah, she did. She took the tooth back to her queen. <laughs> what? <laughs> So I was like, oh, I'm going to ask some more questions about this yeah, one. what's this? we've literally never talked about the Tooth Fairy or a queen. No. So I just said it was eating my cereal next to Didn't make a big deal. Because no, if you can't. make a big deal, it won't answer shut anything. It down, yeah. I love it. So I just was like, all right, so uh, who, who's the queen? And he's like, the queen of the fairies, mum. <laughs> just deadpan, queen of the fairies. I was like, all So right. the queen of the fairies... Is, is there multiple tooth fairies then? Yes. See, that's what I asked him. Yeah. So I was trying really hard not to like get into it. I was like, okay, so uh, do you mean like is the queen like the queen of the tooth fairies? Or, like and all he's like, fairies. No, and he's like, no, mum, 
of all fairies. What's the hierarchy? Like, where does the tooth fairy, like, in relation to, like, an enchanted well, wood, woodland fairy? <laughs> look, I didn't get into that yeah. level of it because then I wanted to know what he thought the tooth fairy was going to do with his tooth. Yeah. And he looked at me and just went, nah, I don't want to answer that. Right. And then just kept eating his way fixed. You know what? That's a really good, like, I think it's a good question. I do too. What is it doing? I suggested maybe she builds her house out of the teeth. Oh, yeah, see, that's so, that's weird. <laughs> what else is she doing with them? A house of teeth. Yeah, well, what else would you do with A like, house of rotting children's teeth. <laughs> no, but they don't rot because they're like bone. Yeah. They're just, you know, well, why not? Be sustainable. She's tiny, isn't she? Anyway, I don't know how we got off this topic. It's really very boring to anyone else. We are suggestible podcast. Just get some fucking bricks, man. Like, what the fuck's wrong with you? Yeah, but Make tiny, a brick house. Who's making tiny bricks? Then pebbles. But, uh, you know, if you've got a whole lot of children's teeth, surely it's a cheaper option. I mean, well, also, housing prices, James. Yeah, but you're also sending people out expensive. in the world on dangerous missions to go into people's houses and steal teeth for money. So you're not even stealing them when really you could just use rocks. Yeah, but I don't think... Yeah, but I don't think the teeth, she's stealing the teeth for to build the houses. I think she's stealing the teeth for the children and then she just happens to also then have some teeth left over and she's like, well, what am I going to do with all so these? I don't doing, know, build my own palace. She's doing the children a favour. Correct. That's she's weird. bringing the money. I don't like it. Look, fairy, it's the, a weird thing. Of all the fantastical, like, people that not that break into your house and give you things, <laughs> the tooth fairy <laughs> is easily the strangest. See, I don't know about that. I do. I disagree. I always love the tooth fairy. All right. I love it. I bet if you really like, the... it's more plausible. It's a more plausible <laughs> than a bloody bunny running around with chocolate eggs, or like a sand, like an old man who somehow gets toys that are very specific to every child in the world. The tooth fairy, much more believable. It's not about believability. She only has to take a tooth and put a dollar there. Doesn't matter. Also, so I was carrying a sack of coins as well. It's not about believability. That's not that's not my issue with it. It's just odd. It's a weird thing to do. Yeah. <laughs> okay. I know. Why does it not surprise? And who you? made this up? <laughs> Fuck. Kind of weird. Just now. That's the thing with all these like fables and shit people make up, and then you just have to run with these lies to your children until they go. What's the deal with this? And you're like, yeah, it's bullshit, bullshit. And they're like, what? Why? And I'm like, I don't fucking know. It's just the thing we all agreed that we all do, apparently. We just lie to children until you figure it out. Or you figure it out, then you don't tell us, and then we're all lying to each other. It's fucking insanity. It doesn't make any sense. Why can't it be your parent, you, you, you lost a tooth, you're getting older, here's a fucking coin. Flick him a coin. Same with presents. You're getting older, here's a fucking present. Good on you. Have some turkey, I don't know. It's fucking bullshit, man. Does not surprise me on any level that you are... Of like said Grinch of Christmas. Now you're the Grinch of the two. Man, fairy. I love the magic of it all or whatever. Yeah, like I enjoy that. Do. However, you do know that our son knows. What? He knows already. He knew when he was like three and a half or something. Didn't he just the say what? to you that Santa's not real? Did he? Yeah, he said to you, I know it's you, Dad. He said it <laughs> he to did you. Say that. He did. He was <laughs> he like three and a half because he's he's just so like yeah. switched on and you know well, to be he fair, knows what's what. To be fair, I figured it out really early and I just didn't tell anyone. Yeah. <laughs> It's just like no one needs to know this. 
I feel like you may have been humouring me about the toothbrush. Anyway. Anyway, what are we doing? That was really very boring, colleagues. You can cut all of that out. This is just a podcast. This is a podcast where we review things and occasionally review the tooth fairy as well, apparently. Do a better job. And destroy all of children all children's magical, wonderful dreams. At least if you're a fairy shop and be like, What's up? And then you could like have a conversation. (laughs) That'd be fucking wild. Like that would be amazing, right? It's not real, James. Yeah, I know. Oh, I know. We should put a disclaimer at the start of this if any parents are listening with their kids. There's so much faith, like, around this nonsense thing. I just, uh, you know what I mean? Like, and just gotta... It's the magic of childhood. Okay, it's the enough. magic of childhood. All right, what, did you, what are you up to? All right, excellent. So, James. Yeah? Did you know that this week is the beginning of December, oh, no. which introduces the most wonderful time of the year? You've written out... A song, song lyrics? What is this? Yes, yeah, so this is an ambush. Are you really going to sing a song? No, I'm going to make you time? do it. With I'm me. absolutely not doing this. Yeah, it's baby, it's cold outside. It's really fun. We're going to load it up. We're going to get everyone in the mood. Everyone needs a bit of a buck up. This is the PC version by John Legend, by the way. The PC version. It's so PC I've, gone mad. I've highlighted, I've started highlighting it, your lyrics in yellow, and then I stopped. But you get the idea. It's just the bit in the brackets. This is for you. This is We're fucking, just this is an awful thing to do to another person. Yeah, I know. I love it. All right, let's get started. My confidence is Oh, you shaken. have to listen. You have to put your headphones on. Why? So that you can hear can the put, backing track. You sure I can't put earplugs in? Uh, yeah. <laughs> the listeners will want to wish I don't they actually put know if I can hear in. this. Let me see. Let me play it and see if you can hear it. Can you hear it? I, can do, I cannot hear it. You're I can, lying. I can't hear it. I don't know what to tell you. Well, you should be able to hear it. It's the same as when we use when we listen to people's voice memos. Try it now. No, I can't hear it. You're lying. I'm not lying. What are you well, listening well, to? Well, you it? have to be able to. Li- okay, what? Hang on. Let me try this. What? I set it all up. There this we is... go. Play it now. Okay. Yeah, I can hear it. Ha ha! Excellent. Are we ready? <laughs> Bring some Christmas joy, James. Absolutely will not. Let's do it. Oh, my God. I love this so much. I'm going to stuff up the start. I don't even know when to come in. But that's all right. Yeah, big bad feel of Christmas time. I really can't stay. You've got to do your oh, line. Baby. I've got to go away. I'm going to get a gun. <laughs> this evening has been. I wish somebody threw me down a well. So very nice. Time set with you is paradise. Oh, paradise. You. My mother will start to worry. I'll call the car, tell him to hurry. My daddy yeah. will be pacing the floor. Where's the other way So really, I'd better scurry. Your driver, his name is Mark. But maybe what? just to have a drink Oh, we're both adults, so he's keeping score. What oh, my friends driver? think. I think they should rejoice. I think they should rejoice. If I have one more drink. It's your body and your choice. <laughs> oh, you really know how. Two like, cast a spell. This is like one a, look at you, and then I fell. That's your line. I ought to say no, no, uh, sir. I don't know where at I'm At least I'm going to gonna say that I tried. You're going to talk about Murray again. Murray. I really can't stay. I've lost where I'm up to. Baby, it's cold outside. Okay, are you ready? I'm not. I see. I'm not ready for this. This is like when you haven't studied for a test in a dream. <laughs> And then you wake, and then you're in a class and you're naked. Simply should go. And like, it's Text algebra. me when you get home. Text me when I'm supposed to say no. There's a line in that says, gosh, your lips look this delicious. This welcome has been so bad <laughs> and warm. You're really screwing this up. Oh, am I? My sister will be suspicious. 
What? My brother will be there at the door. Why? What is this about? My gosh, this is about an neighbors, vicious. But maybe just a cigarette more. I've got to get home. I can't buy a cigarette. I put it out of my eye. Say, lend me your coat. Come on. I'm not doing this. You've really been grand. Oh, don't you see? How long is this song? It's almost done. Is it ready? Because it feels like it's been going my whole life. Talk tomorrow. At least there will be plenty implied. Ma'am, I really can't stay. Well, I hope so. That was. Should I have done the regular version? Would that have helped? Oh, you know what you could have done? Yes. You could have thrown me down a well, <laughs> like I suggested. And that was awful. I hated that well, so much. Well, it was much. so awful because you didn't say anything. I can't. Well, you look, just kept, like, panicking. Do you think by me <laughs> attempting to sing this, it would have made it better for me? Yes. It for absolutely the listeners, would not It would have been a Christmas gift, a Christmas You know miracle. how you hate Halloween and yes. watch Spook? This, yes. this is my version of that. I know, but I thought you would get into Nobody the spirit. listening to this, <laughs> except for people, I guess, who are similar to you, would enjoy being <laughs> handed... <laughs> And it's like uh, lyrics to a song they don't like or know and then being expected to sing it on the top, of the top, especially because they when they cannot sing and do not want to well, sing. Well, actually, somebody in the Great Mates group said that you had a beautiful singing voice. Disagree. This is like they used to do this thing at like the primary schools. They always think teachers want to get involved in things. Yeah. They're like, oh, look, let's, look, it's on stage. Bring the teacher on. And I remember once they were like, we're doing a, I can't remember what it was. It was some kind of, it was a song or something. They're like, come on, you got to come up. I'm like, yep. And I literally just walked out the door and I stood outside for 20 minutes. I thought you might even at least come up with some like witty things to say in between. Between what? Between lyrics like, I ought to say, no, 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 sir. And then you say, you really ought to go, 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 because you're being PC, mate. My None sister... of this, like, usual one where it's like, come in, it's nice and warm, have another drink, all the things. My sister be will be PC. suspicious. My yeah. brother will be there at the door. Whose siblings are like, I'm watching who you're dating? Get <laughs> fucked. It's none of your business. Well, anyway, this is a weird song I was really I hoping like that you would say your line, my sister will be suspicious, and then you will say, well, gosh, your lips look delicious. I did say that during. I was like, what a weird lyric. <laughs> oh, well, maybe it doesn't work. And Colleen, you can take it out. And no, I could just Collins. keep it for posterity. Anyway, I hope that puts everyone in the Christmassy mood. So listen, if everybody's uh, around, <laughs> that you know, you want to put on some Christmas cheer at your family or work holiday party, Christmas, just throw yeah. this on. Just put this on and people will be like, <laughs> what is this? What, the R version with you just like groaning through most of it and panicking? I hated that. Oh, my God, I love that so much. All right, listeners, I hope you know that I did that mainly just for me. <laughs> <laughs> oh, really? No, they don't know that at all. Oh man, that is All right. absolute Let's nightmare Let's get on scenario. with this actual show that we're doing. That is the worst thing. That's are you ever okay? To me. I'm not okay. Oh no! What are we? What are we talking I'm about? So sorry. What are we talking about this week? <laughs> Just say funny this things. This is the second show in a row where I. <laughs> <laughs> oh no! <laughs> I think when you try not to laugh. You gotta let. You gotta just laugh. <laughs> you gotta just laugh. You gotta just laugh. 
Tell us all the things that you hate. It's like everything all the that things. I hate. Oh my god! I don't know so how much. you managed to. Do all right, that. come on, get on with it. So I have an email. I love emails. I know you can email the show too if you would I so can. choose. I'll do it right now. No, you Dear can't. Suggestible. Oh god, here he goes. Fuck goes. you both. Oh jeez. You're you're too woke. Oh. Your opinions. <laughs> are different than my opinions, and I don't like that. We actually very rarely get any <laughs> emails true. like that because our listeners are That's why I'm legends. sending one. That's why I'm sending this oh, one. Oh, okay. And then I That's can read That's because the lunatic's got to filter because they got to filter through my YouTube channel ah. and then they got to filter through the Weekly Planet then to get to and here. And they got to make it to this little it. tiny that heartwarming yeah. pocket of the internet. Not that that's the only <laughs> place we get uh, – audience members from because often it's the partner of somebody who's like I hate the Weekly Planet and they're like well the guy who does the Weekly Planet has a, a wife that you would like so <laughs> yeah. you should listen to and, this and to be fair if you do have a said wife or husband or partner or friend mm. or parent that you think would or love dog. this show because they don't get the Weekly Planet <laughs> please recommend it to them we would love that I get a few emails actually from people saying that that they got their partner like, or I their brother or sister James or something and Nick, onto it but I tolerate James and Claire. Do you like a very cynical man and a woman that's a little bit like a Muppet from... I wouldn't even <laughs> argue that I'm not that cynical because sometimes I meet a person, I'm like, fucking this guy. My, <laughs> my God. No, the, this little This guy secret. is a storm cloud <laughs> of a human oh being. My God. That, that must literally be Eeyore. You've just bumped into Eeyore. I have bumped into Eeyore. Okay, or so... a mirror. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, sorry, go on. I can't tell if that was that funny or if I'm just really funny. That was really funny. Okay, here's one thing I will say, listeners. It's a little secret about old Jim Bob over there. Here we go. He's a big old softy softy. And he pretends that he's he's all tough and he's all cynical and he's all, fuck this and I don't like that and the sky's overrated. Sky's overrated. Actually, he's got a little softy caramelly centre and he's super, super lovely and he's a great dad. Disagree. No, it's so true. You've got a big heart. Well, I'll tell you a secret. Covered by a lot of cynicism <laughs> and coal. Um, anyway, can I read this bloody email? I'd love it. I'd love it. I'd love it. All right. So this email is from Diana. Hello. My brother recently told me about your wonderful podcast. Oh, my goodness. I have a brother. Oh, your brother, Diana, is a bloody legend. And I'm already loving listening. Thanks, oh, my God. Mate. On your last episode, Claire mentioned American Dirt, and I thought you might be interested in further reading on the subject. You would be correct. The Beast, Riding the Rails and Dodging Narcos on the Migrant Trail by Oscar Martinez, is from a Salvadorian journalist who spent a year traveling with migrants and learning their stories. I feel like we never really hear publishing buzz for investigative journalism books, especially in translation, but this is such a powerful piece. He published in 2010, and I can only imagine what an updated piece would be like. Anyway, thanks for all the content. Diana. Oh, interesting. So like an actual like, it's like, like a, a real life account. Yeah. yeah, yeah, exactly, which would be brilliant because I know there was some criticism of American Dirt for sure. being a bit too, I don't know. Fictionalised. Fictionalised and not necessarily really true of the migrant experience. So sure. anyway, brilliant. I'm totally going to check that out. Thank you, Diana, and thank you to your wonderful brother for oh, recommending the show. I really appreciate that. Thank you to both of you. Absolutely. You Man, guys I wish are I had a wonderful legends. brother. That'd be great. But unfortunately, I have two very average brothers. Oh, well. <laughs> Not in height, though. They're much taller than you. Not much taller. One is a little bit taller and one is much <laughs> taller. So I guess on average, they're both much taller. They're both much taller than you. Yeah. But but I can I can deadlift 110 kilo quite easily, Claire, in multiple reps. <laughs> For an old guy. For an old guy, it's pretty good, mate. Don't it's even, inspirational. It's very inspirational. <laughs> All right. 
That's so lovely. Mm. And you can also email us with some suggestions, just like the wonderful Eric from Nottingham has. Oh, my God. Nottingham. Eric of Nottingham. Eric, I know it sounds like you're dressed in a little Robin Hood outfit. That's mm. the only thing I know about Nottingham. It's true. I, I know love Eric. that Disney cartoon with the fox dresses. Don't even start with that shit, please. <laughs> I don't know if you know about this. I know about. I know. You know. I know because people keep tweeting at Look me about at the fox dresses. Because, made Marion. It's because Mason is in love with the fox. <laughs> from um, she's very beautiful. She has lovely eyes. I wouldn't know. I don't. I honestly can't see it. It makes no. Um, well, apparently you're into it, and if she was real, I would be in trouble. Can I just quickly show you something? This is something that came up in the Reddit. Oh, there's a clip from Hey Hey It's Saturday. Yep, that's up there. <laughs> Mason and I also talk a lot about Hey Hey It's Saturday. Uh, I don't know if you know. I've that. seen that one where it's the guy like looking back or something at Maid Marian. Is it this one? I haven't seen that one. <laughs> <laughs> so for those who don't know, it's me and Maid Marian. Uh, it's this is drawn in MS Paint, and we're, <laughs> we're not in the same location, but we're looking up at the stars, crying and. Maid Marion is saying, can we pretend that airplanes in the night sky are like shooting stars? And then I'm saying, I can really use a wish right now, which is that Rihanna <laughs> song. <laughs> it's so weird and niche. I just um, I just think that's really funny. And also more of a reflection of the way that Mason feels about Maid Marion. Do you is know that actually, real? What? Does he really have a crush on Maid Yeah, that's Marian? true. Oh, yeah, I'm fair enough. And I have a bit of a crush on the fox. Perfect. You guys, have, you, you should talk about it all the time. But not, He's foxy. Uh, you know, did you, and they're also, I'm dreading it because they're remaking it. <laughs> but with like, like, like you know, the way they did like Zootopia. Oh, yeah. And so yeah, I'm yeah. just like, I don't want this fucking movie to come out. Looks like, no, just <laughs> the amount of people who are going to send me shit is just like. And they can't remake that because it's just a classic. It's like they do it all. It. Anyway, you know what? It's, know it's not it. like amazing as a movie either. Like it's yes, okay. It I love it. It's I all love right. it. No, no, no. I totally disagree. It is it's such a It's in that good weird movie. Disney era where they didn't really know what they were doing. No, it's so good. That, uh, there's a lot of ones that aren't so great, but that one, it's a classic. Okay. The songs are so great. The vibe of it is so good. There's so many great jokes in there. The little rabbits are so cute with the little turtles. Mm. And the little coins. The little coins and like the funny like lion prince guy and I just, the snake, it's just great. The definitive version of Robin Hood is Robin Hood Prince of Thieves with Kevin Costner. All right, okay. Poor Eric from Nottingham. We have had hijacked what his, his email. <laughs> we haven't started reading oh, his okay. email what yet. What do we got? For Eric from Nottingham. Should we do um should we do any letters before while you're setting that up? Should I do a, a review? You, well, do? it's all set up, but you can do your review. That's how we review. traditionally do this. That is true. So people they leave reviews for us if they're feeling particularly kind, don't they? Correct. And you can do it in app. You open it up. If you want to give five stars, we'd really appreciate it. If you want to share this podcast with a friend. Grab their phone, download it. Or your partner. That's fine too. Anybody you know. And don't be like, if I play it 10 times, does it help? No. I want any of that. I appreciate it. No, make somebody else listen to it. Make them. That grab them really and shake helps. them and say, listen to this and shake them until they agree. Uh, <laughs> but ha- reviews, get them subscribe to subscribe. That's that right. That would be nice. But reviews, also don't if they don't like it. That's, that's fine cool too. too. Uh, but reviews also help. Like I said, in-app. This is from uh, Matthias who says, it's good. Just leaving a five-star review so James has something to read at the end of the show. 
It's true. Appreciate it, Matthias. But it's not the end of the show, is it? No, because we also have a lovely audio letter. Let's let it play. All right, so suggestiblepod at gmail.com. You can email in your audio letter there with a recommendation or a story or what have you. And this week's one is from Georgia and Lottie. Let's do it. Hi, Claire and James. I'm Georgia. And I'm Lottie. And we are a couple of queers from Cardiff, a couple of gays about town, here with a suggestible for you. Uh, recently, I watched the BBC series, two-part series, called Three Families, about um, changing the, the strict abortion law in Northern Ireland. And it was really good, and I really enjoyed it. Um, and also, side note, uh, we made the lemon pie from <laughs> oh, Claire's uh, newsletter we last week. And, hmm, not sure if it was my fault, but it did not go very well. <laughs> I was suspicious from the get-go. I thought, there's no way that this is going to turn out to be a lemon pie. And, well, I was correct. Um, So make that recipe if you really want some lemony scrambled eggs, I guess. (laughs) Um, We shall be making a different recipe lemon pie next week. We'll update you in due course. Love the show. Have a great day. Love you. you. Bye. For a second, I'm like, I thought it was a real conversation. Because I was going to be like... (laughs) Oh, you're welcome. Thanks. Oh, no, they're not here. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, Georgia and Lottie. I'm so sorry. Okay, so I have a disclaimer to make. They What are you looking at? Whose fault is this? It's totally mine. Why is it your fault? All right, okay. Two two prongs. Two prongs to this apology. One, if you don't read my newsletter, you bloody should. Anyway, no, that wasn't one of my prongs. That was me just yelling at you. So my newsletter comes out every Friday and I have a a recipe that goes with each one. Sure. And normally... Where can you sign up for that? And there's a link in the bio. Oh, excellent. In the show notes. And you can also just find it on my Instagram bio too. There's a link there. You can sign up. Just yes. be careful. Sometimes the confirmation email goes to spam. So just check your spam. Check your spam. Anywho, uh, so yes, back to Georgia and the beautiful Lottie. Um, Georgia's not beautiful? No. Be- <laughs> and also, I'm so very clever and smart. Beautiful Georgia <laughs> and Lottie. So <laughs> I put 25 minutes down because I'd written, handwritten the Lemon Impossible Pie in my scrapbook and I didn't write in the time. Uh, and I just I just sort of scratched my head and went, I'm pretty sure it's 25 minutes. And I was in a hurry and I just wrote in 25 minutes. But then when I went back and looked it up, which I should have done, it's actually an hour. Oh, my God. So you just made, yeah, no wonder it turned out like lemon I scrambled. Know. Do you reckon they're going to, do you reckon you've broken the trust and they're going to give it another go? I hope so. I mm. think they should. I think they should. It's also your mum's recipe. You see, don't blame my mum for your <laughs> mistake. How dare you? There is also, I'm, I am actually in this week's newsletter going to put in another recipe for Lemon Impossible Pie if they want to try that one because it's got, it's slightly different and you actually have to whip the egg white. Because the reason it's Lemon Impossible Pie is that you put all the ingredients together and then it bakes and it comes up with like a sort of pastry-esque layer, a filling, and then a crisp layer on top. The other prong to my apology is that it's not going to be like a lovely lemon pie that you would like a lemon meringue pie. Or it's something. like a quick fix. It's a quick fix. So it's It only so takes 25 minutes to bake. An hour, an hour, oh, an sorry. hour. Yeah, yeah. Anyway. <laughs> anyway, yeah, so it's not going to be like... A British, incredibly amazing meringue, lemon Snow meringue British pie. Bake Off situation. No, but it is a good weeknight impossible pie. Sure. Kind of pudding, lemon pudding. Anyway, Georgia and Lottie, you guys sound bloody awesome. We think you're top. Yeah, thanks for calling in. Are you still there? Are you Hang still on, there? No, it's not real. <laughs> I forgot. I forgot again. <laughs> 
Cool. Excellent. Well, I have a fun uh, voice memo that I thought you might oh, want to listen to. I don't have my headphones, Claire. So why don't you just put mine on? All right, I've already I'll put heard your, it. Or you mean mine on? Yeah. <laughs> there you go, my friend. I'm trying passing you the headphones I, on this audio medium. I presume you've listened to this. I have listened to it already. <laughs> have okay. you plugged it into the computer? I the have. System? I've done Good all the stuff. things. Let's Are you go. ready? I'm ready. Hello, Jane Leclerc. How are you guys doing? Still at 40%. That is great to hear. I'm less. Uh, my name's Tristan, and I just recently got hired as a paramedic in Canada, Congrats. which is very exciting and also terrifying at the same time. Uh, you guys will definitely be helping me stay awake during my drives home uh, for my night shifts to make sure I don't crash into the ditch. Um, so here's a question for you two. Even though you two have very different interests, what are some activities you guys like doing together? Uh, Claire, I love the new podcast. Your first guest was super amazing and super interesting to listen to. Uh, and I hope to spark those conversations with my friends when I get to see them after this bloody lockdown ends. Uh, anyways, you guys are great. And here's a five-second guitar solo that completely made up, completely original. Uh, just enjoy. Good guitar solo. <laughs> Yeah, top of my head, you know, super original. <laughs> All right, see you guys. That's the Becca theme, Claire. <laughs> I don't even know what that is. It's the show Becca from the 90s with Ted Danson. Oh, yeah. There's a duck. Mason and I have been doing a lot of Becca talk recently yeah. on the podcast, but uh, that was great. Thanks, Tristan. All of that was really cool. Oh, it was so lovely, Tristan. What a legend. And what are some activities that we do together? Did you say together? Together, yeah. Yeah, what do we do together? I like walking, so we both kind of like walking, but it's harder with a baby. We find it harder to do things together. One will be like, okay, you watch the kids and I'll go and do a thing or whatever or yeah. vice versa. But, no, um, that's one thing I like doing together. Yeah, going for a bushwalk yeah. and taking the pram and the dog and or not even. out. Or not even. Which never happens. But, <laughs> but uh, that's often what we do even if, like, we could do get uh, my mum or your parents to babysit. Yeah. We'll go out for dinner and yeah. then go for a walk. Yeah, that's true. We just like walking together, hey. And we, we used to like running together when we ran. Yes, but we don't uh, – I don't run as much anymore because I'm, uh, I'm, I'm doing yeah. different forms of cardio. I'm trying to keep my knees – Intact. Intact. I know. Me too. The other thing, um, I actually just really love doing this show. Yeah, <laughs> me too. It's this, a, yeah, we get the, to sit down together. I know. We used to watch a lot of movies together, like yeah. at the cinemas, because you worked at the cinemas, so we just kind of see. There was like, uh, like with Mason, I'd see the movie Paycheck, for example. <laughs> but with you, like we'd go watch some art, whatever. Art house. <laughs> yeah. No, in a good way. It was good. I loved it. Uh, and yeah, so we used to do a lot of that. We did. And you know, the other thing we love to do, which we haven't done because pandemic of babies got in the way, we go for a really lovely, like full on lovely dinner. Fuck yeah. Like a delicious dinner and a few cocktails in the city or something. Yeah. And just splash out on a big fancy dinner, which we don't do very often. No, we, we, last week we managed to get out, which was good. We did. We went and had Vietnamese and that, that, was, was, that was excellent. so good. Yeah. I can't decide if it was so good because it was just so good or whether because we just never do Doesn't it. Doesn't matter. Doesn't matter either way. <laughs> but you posted a picture from it on your Instagram. I did. Yeah. I did. Just thanking you as well for just mm. being generally awesome. Yeah. And also, did you appreciate the wordplay on the faux king? Well, yes, I did. That was the name of the place that we went to. And yes, yeah. I very much did. Exactly. Mm. No, it was very good. So, but yeah, that's kind of what we do. And thank you, Tristan. That like cheered me right up, that yeah. voice memo. Anyway, um, yeah, thank you so much. And you can also get a voice memo on the show just in-app. Send it to suggestapod at gmail.com. Or a regular email. Or just a regular one too. But we have to Up read to it you. in a funny voice. Tell us what kind of funny voice, voice you want us to read your email in. Correct. It could be Cockney. <laughs> Hello, Weekly Planet. 
Hello. Hello. Hello, Governor. Oh, oh, and now all of the, the British listeners have. Right. No, we don't mind. We do. I don't know if you're familiar <laughs> with our Tom Holland impersonation who plays Spider Man. Hello. No, Hello. I'm Tom Holland. No, it's like this. Hello, I'm Tom Holland. No, I can't. I've lost it. Hello, I'm Tom Holland. Oh, Mr. Feige, don't fire me from Spider Man, please. <laughs> don't send me back up the chimney. <laughs> no, what he sounds like. But we just think it's really funny that he's like a little British boy. <laughs> I do know that. I'm just trying to navigate Hollywood. Oh. <laughs> Our favorite bit. <laughs> I've seen that in the animation. Yeah, <laughs> I love that. I love that so much. All right, I've got some doozy letters, but I'll save them. Your turn. Review. I'm happy to do this right now uh, because this is more about a review for the show. And I'll tell you this much, Claire: it's the best thing you can do in life is a review this show. It is. It's good karma. Everyone call, needs some. Call karma. your parents, your loved ones. Give this podcast a review. <laughs> Just do it in app. As easy as that really helps. Uh, this is from Monarch Music who says, may I suggest? Great pod, love you guys. But an idea for an episode of Suggestible where instead of suggesting movies or other to others to watch or read, you can bring Meso, I forgot how to spell his name. No, you got it. And uh, some of Claire's friends and you guys suggest him people to date. <laughs> Two smiley faces. Look, I wouldn't want to get into the personal life of one Nick Mason. But, uh, you know, so that's just, um, we probably won't do that, I can imagine. <laughs> No. Maybe he's single, maybe he isn't. Who knows? Who knows with that dude? Maybe he's married. Maybe he's got his own family. Maybe he does. Yeah. We don't know. He just turns up like a little sprite every week. Exactly. Sprites away. Actually, we do have a suspicion that he lives in our um in our garden on a little toadstool. <laughs> with a little hat and a little uh pipe. Yes, that's right. Yeah, he would. I could see him doing that. I reckon our son thinks he's a little bit magical. Why is that? Because he's very funny and I think he turns up all the time and and he's just like, ooh, this little man coming in. He's coming in. He's coming in. He's not awesome. that small, by the no, way. No, he's not. I'm just, no, I meant as it, no, he's definitely not small at all. But he's great and we love him and he's excellent. And he made us on a, a plate of like he stayed for dinner and made a face out of his food. He did. And our son loved it. He had a good time. He did. All right, that's it. Um, yes, and or you can just write us a letter because we love that too. Yeah, we're big fans. Yeah, so uh, hit subscribe in all your Poto apps and uh, rate and review. That would be awesome too. And we've been stressful pods. That's right. That's it from us this week. What do you think we'll do next week? Do you think anything exciting will happen? Mm, based yeah. on our previous lives. Probably not. Mm, interesting. You got anything off of the week? Anything Actually, exciting? it's 2021. Who bloody knows what will happen? Martians all might land by next week. Well, they didn't they? They captured footage of a UFO recently or whatever? Yeah. What yeah. I love about it is now they're like, you know, there might be UFOs and everyone's like, who cares? Fuck off. Like nobody cares. I don't care at all. There's aliens. Is there? All right. I don't care. <laughs> I don't care. Yeah, but this is the thing. There isn't much that you would say you cared about. Yeah. You know, it would be a very like – Big move from your standard character if you went, oh, aliens, how interesting. Look, man, if they came down and there was a picture and one of them had a press conference or whatever, I'd probably scroll through Twitter to see what was going on and what hashtags were trending. <laughs> but like quite, and then I'd be like, this is a marketing campaign or something. Like, you know what I mean? I call total bullshit. Me and Maud together are calling bullshit on you Again, today. I don't care what Maud says. Well, okay. Tell well, Maud. <laughs> Just shut her mouth. I'm not <laughs> interested in her opinion. Now they're going to be like, who are we talking about? <laughs> um, no, I call total BS in that, Jim Jam. You know why? Why? Because you love space. You love space with the cool 
Um, like, no, with a, b- a burning passion. Space isn't like, like that, a, though. Like a little boy holding a packet of chips. No, nah, space you isn't. You love it. I like sci-fi. Real space, there's nothing out there, mate. Like nothing close. <laughs> Can we get the say. quote? Can we get the quote? We get there's sound- something out there, Just obviously. Just we'll write like, to NASA and say, don't worry about it anymore. James think, said there's nothing out there. I don't there. think there's going to be like a green man in like a white jumpsuit is going to be like come down and be like, you join the Galactic Federation and here's bloody interstellar travel or whatever. But is that what you want? Yeah, something cool. <laughs> if he just comes down and is like, I'm a squid and I'm from like great squid, man. That's really interesting. Go back to the fucking ocean world you live in. So what you're saying, so you don't think there's going to be like an interesting life no, form? No, because unless there is the theory that humans are actually, you know, aliens, we, aliens as well. We're, as, that would make a lot of sense. Yeah. I was reflecting again today on how bad we are for the planet. Anyway. Mm, yeah, all primates are, I guess, a, you know, a, a species that arrived. Isn't that that theory about octopuses as well? I saw that. Yeah, but I don't think that's. I think it's that's just because they're so incredibly amazing. The situation that we like evolved to on this planet, it's so unlikely for it to happen, and let alone happen within like shouting distance of another planet. Do you know what I mean? Mm. Like it's so specific and random, or God did it, whatever. That like it would be unlikely that someone comes down and is like, "Hello, my name's." I'm just like you're supposed to get a green hat or whatever. It's just not likely to happen. That being said, 2021, maybe that will happen and people will message people like, you idiots. There's a guy who came down, he spoke English, he had a galactic space gun and everybody, whatever. But th- <laughs> at this point, that's this, this my theory. That's where it I'm at. It never occurred to me that you would just really secretly love it if like there were parallel universes and an alien came down in a proper spaceship with a proper helmet to like welcome you back to his home planet. I don't want none of that. I don't want to go to your weird home planet. I don't care. No, I don't. I don't want to go to space. I don't even want to go to France again, (laughs) let alone space. (laughs) Hello, everybody. We hope you enjoyed this episode of Suggestible Best Of. We certainly do. That's what we think. We also think we'll be back on about the 27th of January. I didn't give the people what they want, which is bing bongs. I'll do them now. Bing bong, bing bong. Collins would have put in a bunch of bing bongs, I'd reckon. I'd reckon that's what he's done. Uh, yeah, thank you again to him for doing this wonderful edit. Thank you to everybody for listening. Uh, we hope you can stick around for 2022. My goodness, can you believe it's 2020 part two? Can you believe it? Can't. I know, Can't right? believe anything. I'm too old. I'm an old lady. Who knows what this year has in store? <laughs> Hopefully nothing. All right. Thanks, everybody. See you on the 27th-ish, maybe. Maybe. Bye. Bye. I really can't stay. You've got to do your life. Oh, I've got to go away. I'm going to get a gun. <laughs> this evening has been... I wish somebody threw me down a well. So very nice. Time set with you is paradise. Oh, paradise. You. <laughs> My mother will start to worry. I'll call the car and tell him to hurry. Don't My daddy will be facing the floor. Where's the other way? <laughs> so really I'd better scurry. Your driver, his name is Mark. But maybe what? just to have a drink for... Oh, we're no, both adults, so who's keeping score? Why do oh, my friends driver? think I think they should rejoice. I think they should rejoice. If I have one more drink. It's your body and your choice. <laughs> oh, you really know how oh, to like, cast a spell. This is like one this. look at you, and then I fell. That's your line. I ought to say no, no, uh, sir. I don't know where at I'm going. At least I'm going to say that I tried. You're going to talk about Murray again. Murray. I really can't stay. I've lost where I'm up to. Baby, it's cold outside. Okay, are you ready? I'm not. I see.
I'm not ready for this. This is like when you haven't studied for a test in a dream. And then you wake, and then you're in a class and you're naked. Simply should go. And like, it's Text algebra. me when you get home. Text me when... I'm supposed to say no. There's a line here that says, gosh, your lips look this delicious. This welcome has been so best <laughs> and warm. You're really screwing this up. Oh, am I? My sister will be suspicious. What? My brother will be there at the door. Why? What is this about? My gosh, is about an neighbors vicious. But maybe just a cigarette more. I've got to get home. I can't buy a cigarette. I put it out of my eye. <laughs> Say, lend me your coat. No on. I'm not doing this. You've really been grand. Oh, don't you see? How long is this song? It's almost done. Is it? Ready? Because it feels There's like I've been going my whole life. Talk tomorrow. <laughs> At least there will be plenty of fly. Ma'am, I really can't stay. Baby, it's cold. Baby, it's cold outside. <laughs> well, you thoroughly stuffed that up, and nobody's in the Christmas mood now. Well, I hope so. That was... Should I have done the regular version? Would that have helped? Oh, you know what you could have done? Yes. You could have thrown me down a well, like <laughs> I suggested. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.